Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-ass sports fans giving their half-ass opinions. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Rich. Welcome to Sporty, <laughs> number 19. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm Ice. Yeah, there you go, Ice Man. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll get to your ice stuff later. But hey, congratulations! Uh, Earl got married over the weekend. I did completely. Yeah. And now, like, and that's uh, the you're the first person I've seen to have a wedding on Facebook Live. <laughs> I'm guessing that 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 was. But I'm guessing that that's probably you had Michigan family, and you you you. I'm guessing you didn't travel. You stayed in uh, you stayed in Kansas, right? Yeah, we did it in Wichita. Yeah. Good. Football wedding? People it in was. jerseys? Had a referee throwing the flag instead of the uh, damn flowers everywhere. <laughs> getting, just getting a penalty right off the bat? Just get it all out in the open. Why not? Illegal use of hands. <laughs> Ten yards. Illegal use of tongue, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, congratulations on that. And, uh, you know, just a, a, a sporgy of a weekend, if you could say. I mean, what, you got, of course, it's fall. You got both the footballs. Uh, it's October. You got playoff baseball. NHL starting. I mean, where do, where should we start, gentlemen? Well, I was I was talking to Rich about this earlier. I think there's a uh, shortage of goalies in the NHL. Hockey scores were looking like baseball scores. It was weird. Yeah, I noticed... Uh, it's it's doing the fantasy hockey thing, being a little bit more involved, trying to talk the truth to the show more. So it's not just Rich spouting off about hockey for twenty minutes and me just nodding and smiling. Uh, yeah, it seemed uh, 
seemed to is that pent up frustration of the off season? Is that maybe are some of these guys on their game a little more because they in the uh, uh, what's it, what the the thing that just was a couple weeks ago World oh, the World Cup. Help me with the name. Yeah, yes. I mean, are some of those guys are they just primed and ready to go, or is it your theory, Earl? Well, I mean, there's at least how many teams are there? Thirty. <laughs> There's at least 30. Rich, so. but out of those teams, though, name me some great starting goaltenders. Uh, Price, Quick. Bishop? Um. I know him because I got him on my team. He's got pretty badass numbers already. Uh-huh. And he, well, and he plays for the Lightning. I know Damn, enough okay. to know that the Lightning are pretty fucking good. I, eh, quick's out for the most likely the season, from what I heard. Um... It's just by design, man. I mean, there might be a slump in goalie talent as far as it's not the early to mid-90s when you had Christ, you had Hasek, you had Belfort, you had Brodeur. Brodeur. You know, and that was your top tier. And, wow. and, and then you had, like, oh. and then you had as your second tier, and you guys had, you had like, Potvin and, and Cujo, who, yeah, they never won cups, but, I mean, they could backstop you to a deep playoff run. There was, like, What's the Florida yeah, Van, Van Beesbrook. Yeah, Beezer. Um, yeah, I mean, you you had an embarrassment of riches when it comes to goalies at that point. I mean, there were there was some there was some fucking battles and games back then. But the NHL doesn't want low scoring, defensive, grind them out games. It's no secret, you know. I'm no fan of Batman. If you listen to the show, you know this. But he wants. He one, he comes from basketball. He doesn't have a hockey background. And two, I think he really wants to change the NHL basically to basketball on ice to where there's hardly any contact and it's wide open and high scoring. And that's to me is what's killing well, the, the, kind of leads into my next question is do you think it's because the game has changed? I noticed you have talked about turned into more of a finesse game over probably the last decade. Do you think perhaps this goalie shortage, so to speak, is a product of that? It's it's that you have a lot of young goalies in the league. A lot of the old guard have now retired, um, or just they haven't hung up the they haven't hung up the cleats yet, and are still trying to hold on. And I mean, I don't even know who I could consider that. I mean, our backup here in Detroit, as of right now, is Jimmy Howard. And Jimmy Howard, I don't even think Jimmy Howard is. Good. Oh well, I mean, yeah, I guess Jimmy Howard. He is. He's thirty-two. I mean, that's not exactly, you know, spring chicken, as far as goalies go. You know, or any sport. Or Masaryk really? is uh, Marazic, Excuse me. God, why do I have such a hard time with that guy's last name? Peter Marazic, He's twenty-four, and they've pretty much moved him into the number one goalie spot here in Detroit. So I mean, it's. If you're getting long in the tooth, it's not time to be a goalie. But, I mean, also, like I said, it's just a difference in the game. Now, what's interesting is one of the things that Pavel Datsuk said when he left the NHL was there's no room for creativity. Everybody wants to play the same game anymore. In the 90s, it was the left wing lock, the neutral zone trap, some form of those, you know, some form of the neutral zone trap was being played. Now it's just they want it wide open, speed. I mean, they got rid of the two-line pass. I mean, no touch icing. It's it's just the the interference. Anything's interference, pretty much anymore. Interference is an opinion. It's no longer a 
hard and fast, you know, you, you committed it or didn't rule, except for a few instances. I mean, it used to be if you had played the puck and you got checked after you just passed the puck, that's part of the fucking game. You know, if, if, you, if the puck's coming at you and so is another player, you, take a, you make a choice. This is what it used to be, at least. You make a choice. Do you play the puck and, and take the chance you're going to get leveled? Or do you protect yourself and worry about the puck second? Now it's they don't even have to worry about anything but the puck because if you make any contact, it's an interference call. You know, and a lot of that's because in the 90s, playing the neutral zone trap, there was, yeah, there was a lot of clutching and grabbing and hooking and et cetera, et cetera. But it's just, it, to me, it's just shifted too far away from that. I mean, if you look back in the, in the 80s, which, again, I mean, if you look at the scoring in the 80s, it was ridiculous. You had Gretzky, you had Iserman, you had uh, Lemieux. I mean, those guys were putting up 180-point you know, seasons. I don't think it's ever going to be like that again. But that was also when you had guys skating around on the ice whose sole job was to protect your, your, your superstars. I mean, they were not even fourth liners in today's NHL. They're, you know, minor leaguers. Well, yeah, but see, and there you go, Rich, is, I mean, you left a lot of people off and you talk about, you know, back in the day, the Russian Five, um, Mario Lemieux, and, and well, his, co-pilot, well, his co-pilot, Yamir Yager. But see, even, okay, but look at the Russian Five. The Russian Five brought that European sensibility to hockey. That's why it was so weird, and I think Konstantinov was so beloved here in, uh, here in Detroit because... Oh, yeah, he was. To see a European-born player who's won, he's not all that big. He's not a Zed Nochara type guy. He's not six foot nine, but he played like he was six foot nine. The young fucker was a bowling ball on skates. Oh, he was mean. But also, if you put him with the four other Russians and you made the you know you put the Russian five out there, he could pass. He saw the game. He 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 saw the game. Offensively, but he could also play the gritty defense. As so many guys try to, but I think they fail to do these days. So, the Russian Five is really kind of what opened up the and really the the hockey world's eyes here in North America to the European style playing. And the NHL has kind of adopted that. And a lot of the you know the European leagues, the rough stuff and the and the. The big hits and all that stuff kind of go by the wayside. It's more, it's more the finesse game. So, you know, passing speed. So it, it, it's just, it's just the nature of how they've engineered the game to be, and they're getting what they want. Is it producing better ratings? I don't think so. I haven't heard the, I haven't heard ESPN's annual, the ratings in hockey suck. That's why we don't talk about it. But it's still early in the season. Well, it's a week old, as of yeah. tonight, actually. Give it, another, this. give it another three, four weeks, and, and someone, will, someone will say something. And somebody at ESPN will tweet out something about, well, if it got ratings, and we would cover it, blah, blah, blah. But... Maybe if you heard it, it would get it, some ratings? You just... You, it, I don't know, man. It's, it's, I watched the Red Wings game the other night, and I saw something from them that I haven't seen in a long time. And that was... Everybody on the ice was sticking up for everybody else. There was, it was the Ottawa game. There was three or four fights 
And the Red Wings, as of that, the end of that game, led the league in fighting majors. That's unheard of in the last 20 years, since the Probert-Coaster yeah. days. Yeah, I was say, that, that's the, the, the late that's 80s, others. early 90s Wings. Yeah, that's, that's... That's Bob Probert getting caught at the border with cocaine, Red Wings. Exactly. And you have Jeff Blaschel, who came from the Grand Rapids who, Griffins, who obviously knows a lot of the guys on the team now, the younger guys, from there. And he brings in a totally different way of looking at it. Like, he flat out said, like, Dylan Larkin is the hottest young talent on the team. And Dylan Larkin last year had an excellent season for the Red Wings in his first full season. Well, Blaschel come out and said, that's nice and all, but if he don't play as a two-way center and he doesn't play defense as a, as a forward, we're going to have a problem here. Now, that's just something that you really haven't seen in Detroit in forever. When's the last time a head coach called out their star, star player? Hey, Larkin, he let's, let's shape up. You're on my team. All right, buddy. Was, I don't want to hear this talk. Well, let me ask you this, Rich. Is it more all of that, or is it now that the owners and the managers are actually running the team and not the players. Because back in the heyday of Detroit, Steve Eiserman was that team. You didn't make a move unless Steve said so. And when Steve said move, you fucking better well move. Yeah, but you got to remember, after the 95 sweep by the Devils, they wanted it. There was a trade on the table to send Eiserman to Ottawa. Ooh, there was. Yes, there was. History I mean, that was so different. That was that was just a matter of a GM making a decision and picking up a phone and yeah, twenty years of uh, the last twenty years of hockey would not have been the last twenty years we known because it had brought uh, Daniel Alfredson from Ottawa Ooh. and sent Eiserman over to Ottawa and Eiserman as a leader was never really a vocal leader even in the clubhouse everybody that's ever played with him said that Eiserman kept his mouth shut and showed you how to do it. And if you didn't live up to his expectations, he knew he didn't have to jump in your shit because the organization is like, we play for one reason, to win the Stanley Cup. We play the regular season to get a high seed in the playoffs. When we're in the playoffs, if you don't produce, you are no longer a Red Wing. We will get rid of you. Remember after the 95-96 season, the Colorado series, when Primo couldn't score on a breakaway multiple times against Colorado and Coffey scored on his own fucking net? Who was, who was, those two were gone to Hartford for Shanahan. The second, what, the, the second, third week? It might even have been just second or third game of the next season. They were like, see you, sorry, bye. They brought, they brought Chris Draper back after he got picked up on waivers from, from uh, 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 shit, Winnipeg. They brought Chris Draper back. And bought him to Winnipeg for a dollar. I remember reading about that. Yeah, because he produced in the playoffs. That's how the Red Wings built their teams. And and it's harder to do that now because of the salary cap. You have more parity in the league. Everybody has, in theory, a fighting chance. So if you have less superstar-heavy teams, teams are going to have to make a decision. Are we going to put most of our money in our forwards and our scoring? Are we going to put most of the money in our goalie and our defense? Because we can't put a bunch of money in all three. And I think, honestly, the way the, the way Bettman wants it, the way the owners obviously want it, because the owners are buying that Kool-Aid Bettman's put, setting out for them, because so, Bettman's going to higher scoring, the more asses in the seats, the owners are spending on offense. I can't name you a team that's built like almost with just a bad-ass defense, and that's it. That, that'll win you games 
two to one, one to nothing every night in and out. Just think have, about it. But, but do you have badass defensive men? Back in the day, Chris Chelios, Fatisov. You know, do you have those? Gary Suter. You got guys, once again, they're retired. Yeah. I mean, Barrett, Barrett Jackman just retired. Barrett Jackman is, the Hockey News had an article about him saying that he's one of the, he's one of the few hockey players who come up the old school way. Because to play hockey these days is so expensive. And, and parents absolutely turn their entire lives over and build their lives around this kid on this travel team. Our kid doing this and, and, and the money it takes to do this shit. Jackman was from, like, he was from a, a broken home. Him and, I think he had, like, three sisters and a single mom. And she had to drive two hours to take him to the, his, his uh, minor league team. And because hockey, you, you have midgets and all this. So it's, it's not midgets as in short people, but the way the minor, it's not just a minor league like any other league where it's like you have the majors, you have the minors. There's different levels. And the team that he was on was two hours away. She used to sleep in her car. And he let him sleep in the ho- in the hotel room. That way, he could go because he was young, and you needed to have a parent there. But she couldn't afford to drive home. Like that's where you that's where you don't get the type of players coming into the league as much anymore. You don't get the guys who come up struggling and clawing and going. This is I have to do this. I no matter what role I play on this team, I have to do it. Now you get a bunch of guys who come in, and everybody wants to be a fucking superstar. So it's. It's a whole or, lot of things. It's a whole lot of things. There's no not, one thing. Or are they not drafting that other type of player anymore? That's the other thing, too. I'm sure these, these players just didn't stop existing. I just Our team's just not drafting these type of guys anymore. Well, well yes and no. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. They draft players that are more... It's like big players didn't just dry up, you know, mm-hmm. like... They draft players more along the lines of Matthew Barnaby and Sean Avery, guys they think they could could be a a third fourth line guy, but they also they're they're not tough guys, they're not enforcers, they're agitators. I guess you'd call them grinders for lack of a better term. Darren McCarty. Yeah, to an extent. I mean, like the Red Wings' second round pick was Giovanni Smith. This guy, like I hear people talking, and and, and oh, he's a tough guy. He'll fight. Blah blah blah. His fight, he loses most of his fights. I mean, you can go online to hockeyfights.com and watch his, watch his clips from minor leagues and, and preseason, and he loses almost every fight he gets into, but he's considered a tough guy in the league because he will drop the gloves. This is a guy that would have been not even like flyweight when Probert and Domi and McSorley and Ciccone and Jim Cummings. I mean, I could just keep going. When the heavyweights were on the ice back in the day, this guy would be a joke if he stepped to one of them. Well, yeah, but, I mean, let's face it, though. You know, people like Probert, Kosher, Crowder, those guys were on the ice for one reason. Yeah, but that's – okay, I'll give you Kosher and Crowder, guys like that. Stu Grimson, Probert was, a, Probert was damn near a power forward for a lot of years. Granted, once once he went to Chicago and he started getting old and the wear and tear that he did to himself through drugs and alcohol and also just playing hockey set in, he became more of, of, of a role player to the point of he was a healthy scratch a lot unless they knew it was going to be a game where the, the gloves were going to be dropped. And also, Chicago didn't have a very good product there for a long time. 
So they had to put asses in the seats. And if you can't win but through through building a team that's going to get you to the playoffs and you can't get interest in your team that way, what you do is you build a team that gets out there and beats the shit out of everybody. We did that shit for a long time. If we don't beat you, we'll beat you. Yeah, even if you win the game, we're going to show you where the fights were on the ice because we're going to take you over to your blood pool and say, that's from you. I mean, and that, that, was, yeah. <laughs> that was a running joke. I mean, you know, there's a reason... <laughs> that, that that Probert and Coaster and Jared and J- Gallant and I mean you, you had you uh, had you had some heavy hitters all on one team. There was a reason for that. It's because you had Edmonton with McSorley as fucking Gretzky's bodyguard, you know. And I can't remember their uh, Dave. What I can't I I can't remember his last name. I'm drawing a blank. Apparently I. Had an aneurysm in the middle of the night or something. But, I mean, teams were building in response to other teams. But ultimately, in the 80s, what could you do to stop the Edmonton Oilers? You had Grant Fury, you had Wayne Gretzky, you had Mark Messier, Yari Curry. I mean, that, that, that is a Hall of Fame. No one knew they were Hall of Famers. Yeah, right. It's not like the 2002 Red Wings, where we knew that half that team was going to end up in the Hall of Fame one day. Well, let me ask you this, no, though. These are, the, these are guys the, coming in. With the shift in hockey today, doesn't it kind of remind you of, like, the NFL a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah, but the NFL can't. The NFL, has, is bread and butter is on it being known as a physical game, as they're gladiators. I mean, they have built such a mystique around that. They can't take it out of the game. It's part of the game. If you take it out of the game, you have flag football. Well, yeah, but, I mean, people like Brady, Manning, Breeze, the, the today's hit, uh, Rodgers, if all of those quarterbacks played back in the 70s and 80s, they'd be literally ripped apart. Oh, yeah. Dude, without a doubt. But it also led to the rise of probably during the 2000s was the best all-around in the league. Probably some of the best quarterback play we've ever seen. And some that of the was best dr- defense as well. And that was, well, you have to, one has to follow the other. I mean, if you have a, if you have quarterbacks who can burn you for five thousand yards a, se- a season and fifty passing touchdowns, you better have a good defense out there. The Ravens' defense was no joke that year. No, Ravens were no no joke. I mean, dude, fucking the two thousands, not the year two thousand, the two thousands. Oh. You had the Ravens, you had Tampa Bay, you had Forty Niners. The, the Saints' defense was no bullshit. Either that's where oh, the whole no. bounty gate thing came out. Them fuckers uh-huh. were out for blood. Well, they were literally getting paid to fuck people up. Yeah, and they were like, <laughs> and some and some of them guys were like, I feel like I'm back at the U. I, I haven't gotten paid for a hit like this since since, <laughs> since Uncle Luke Skywalker came down, and gave me some money, took me to the strip club, got my dick sucked. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm saying though, that's that's the same thing in the NFL that you know is in hockey. You know, th- those people, like uh, Crosby, if he played back in, you know, 1990, that little bastard wouldn't have made it on the ice. If Crosby played back in the day, they would have had to have an enforcer on every single line on that team. There would be no finesse team. I, I really think if Crosby played back in the day, as soon as, as soon as his skate hit the ice, one of the enforcers would cream him and he'd be put into the board and be out for fucking That's- ever an injury. See, he was snapped in half. That's, I mean, that's, that's what, that's, that's a lot of people's fantasy. The reality is, 
one, Crosby wouldn't have came in the league with the attitude that he did, or else he'd have gotten clean. He'd gotten his clock cleaned real quick. Two, he couldn't take dives like he does. That's what would have got his ass beat. Coming in with the cocky ass attitude and crying every time a call doesn't go his way. And once again, if if you think I'm bullshitting, go on YouTube, look up Crosby dives. It's set to my heart will go on by Celine Dion. And it's just nothing but five, six minutes of him. Guy's not even touching him, and the fucker's falling all over the ice like a drunk on skates. Getting up and crying like a bitch. That's what the players would have beat the shit out of him for back in the day. That's why I said, whatever team he was on would have to have an enforcer on every single line just in case they decided to shit or move their enforcer along with whatever line Crosby was on. Because guys would have been like, you want to cry? You want to you fucking get calls? You want to score some tears, bitch? I'm going to give you a reason to. Exactly. I mean, that's something that... That is... In t- Whether it's stupid or not, hockey players are ingrained with a... We're just tough. We don't talk about it. We just are tough. The other night, Red Wings player takes a puck to the fucking head, to the face, no visor, splits his fucking wig, goes in the back, gets stitched up, comes out. Finishes the game. I mean, that's just, that's, that's people are like, oh, that's crazy. That's every day in hockey. That's expected. That is the norm. If you get your teeth knocked out in the first period and you don't come back, motherfucker, you better have died from that tooth getting knocked out. Well, that's like the, the rest the of the team's puck, not going to uh, respect you. That's like the puck that Chris Pronger took that time. Remember that? Oh, it stopped his heart. Yeah, it took three strokes and then thunk. <laughs> Night, Chris. You all right? <laughs> I mean, it, it was shocking when Yuri Fisher went down on the bench. And I remember watching that game live. <laughs> and they started doing chest compressions and they brought out the paddles on them. But it was strange. Like, I was just thinking, okay, he'll be gone for like maybe two, three months and he'll be back. In the end, he had a serious enough heart condition to keep him off the fucking ice for the rest of his life, at least competitively. But, I mean, that's just... I I was like, think about that. Think about if we're just sitting here doing this show and we're all in the studio and one of us falls out to the point where the rest of us got to do chest compressions. We'd be like, that motherfucker almost... And the person pulled through. We'd be like, that motherfucker almost died. (laughs) You'd expect him to take a few shows off. But in the long run, you expect, you know... Because he's a hockey player, I'm like, yeah, they'll make him sit out for a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two, and he'll be back. No big deal. That's how ingrained it is in their in their heads. So you get a guy like Crosby coming in, taking dives like he's playing fucking soccer, crying about non-calls, crying about calls against his team, crying about calls against himself. You you are you are really stirring the pot and, and getting a bunch of really mean men mad at you. You really don't want that. That's why I think I think Crosby would have been a good player back in the day. He wouldn't be held up as the fucking the end-all, be-all. I mean, I'll tell you what. I would not want to see, if I was not a Pittsburgh fan, a Pittsburgh team with Lemieux, Yager, and Crosby on the same line if my team was playing them in the playoffs. That would be ugly. That, would not- that's, a, that's a very good segue into uh, Odell Beckham Jr. proposing to the kicking net. Hey man, he heard us talking some shit about him. He must have heard the show, because you can't. He had a game, man. 
He had him again. 222 yards. Um, yeah, what was it, you could argue catches? Well, yeah, but you could argue most of those yards were two catches, but still. He ran them, didn't he? Yeah. He caught the ball. There's there's a stat called yard after catch for a reason. Okay, yeah. but can we just say that this is another Chad Ochocinco? Uh Difference is I, I like Chad Johnson. Right. You know, that's a very – I never thought about that. That's a very good comparison. To what, I, to what I think he's got going right now. Really? I mean, you guys really think that? Out of all. Okay. I, don't, I, don't I, know, I just want to hear your reasons. I mean, don't worry. I wanna, I'm going to have my. I just want to hear your reasons. Because he, he gets. Or maybe he, more T.O. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, not T.O. at all. It's definitely a Chad Johnson move. He makes big plays, and then he does the stupidest celebrations I've ever seen. Okay, you're focusing on the celebrations. I'm talking about. Him as a player, he's a fucking head case like like Terrell Owens was. He's, yeah, the more I think about it, it's To, they, they both cry. Well, I'm just saying Odell Beckham comparing him to, to Chad Johnson in what way? I mean, dude, that's the most superficial comparison ever. Oh, because he celebrates stupidly, in your opinion, like To didn't before Chad Johnson. That's why Chad oh, Johnson did. That's why Chad Johnson started celebrating on the sidelines because they cracked down because of T.O. on end zone celebrations. So Chad Johnson having an IQ <laughs> Yeah, signing, grabbing pom-poms off the cheerleaders in the end zone and dancing, running out to the middle of the Dallas Star when he was on the 49ers and standing there in the Christ pose. Emmett Smith knocked the shit out of him. Oh, did he hit him? I mean, dude, this is that is why they cut down <laughs> on end zone celebrations. And that's when Chad Johnson, because he has an IQ more than room temperature, decided, well, then if you're going to find me and want to suspend me for what I do in the end zone, say shit about what I do on the fucking sidelines. And they couldn't. And that's what started that. That was born out of that. Not because Chad Johnson wasn't going to, well, his stupid sideline celebrations. Because he wanted to have a fucking paycheck that week. I mean, God forbid. Especially if I was playing these days and I was a guy like Chad Johnson or T.O., I'd be real careful about what I do in the end zone because Goodell, that motherfucker's trigger happy as shit on his players' paychecks. Yeah, there'd be no looking for the phone in the end zone under Goodell's watch. Tell you that. Yeah, one. exactly, exactly. By, by the way, uh, T.O., closest he ever got to Super Bowl ring was playing versus Philadelphia in the Super Bowl for it. No Super Bowl ring for T.O. You mean playing with the Eagles? Yes. Yeah. That's what I said against the, uh, excuse me, against Patriots. Oh, I said against the Eagles. Yeah, no, that's when with the Eagles against the Pats. And the whole reason he wasn't in San Francisco is because he was a head case. Philly rolled the dice. He lasted one season, got him to this, helped get him to the Super Bowl, and then spent the offseason shitting all over his quarterback because he said McNabb was puking in the fucking huddle because his his conditioning was poor at the end of the fourth quarter when they were trying to make their comeback. So basically. Once again, he was an, he was exiled from Philadelphia. He was a pariah there. There when when that, from there, where did he go? To Dallas to go ahead and cry over Tony Romo. That's my quarterback. People don't talk bad about my quarterback. Really? You just savaged your own quarterback on your previous team. Uh, Head case. Uh, you, you you said the name should, should. Do we want to keep talking Odell, or should we should we segue into into that debacle? Oh, oh I don't even want to go there. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. It's pretty much unanimous with former players that I've watched. 
who now have talking head jobs, that they're like, if Jerry Jones wants to fuck his team up, he will insist Romo play when he comes back. Yeah. Because chemistry is a fragile thing, and momentum is a fragile thing in the NFL and in the locker room. And if he's got chemistry and he has momentum with the players and the players with him, then you leave Dak in there and you tell Romo you want your ring, sit down and shut up. Yeah. And ba- yeah. Basically, you know fucking- I thought- so, I'm sorry, go ahead. So you know what I thought on Sunday? Hey, Tony, you look pretty good in that headset. <laughs> might might want to start thinking that route. It, it's a good look on you. Well, I mean, Shannon Sharp basically said, you know, uh, uh, Drew Bledsoe doesn't exactly have a bad life. And he was a respected NFL quarterback at one point. And he's got his ring. So you throw your shit fit and take a whole franchise down with you because you've got a direct line to the owner's ear. Or be a team player and do what's best for the team and keep your ass on the sidelines until it's time to put you in. Are you going to argue? The only thing you can argue is they lost one. Oh, they, they lost one. But, you know, they're fucking... This is the scenario we talked about way back at the beginning of September. What if they're 5-1 and one before the bye? I mean, you have... You just you can't argue with the results. Well, there's a Between reason... Him and, him and Elliot, man, they're going to make the Cowboys like a viable team again, at least and, right now. And once again, um, Ray Lewis said it. He said, you know, if Dallas was smart, now I don't know if I agree with this, but he said basically trade Tony Romo for as high as, and some draft picks for as high as a draft pick as you can get in next year's draft. Draft a wide receiver. You have your, that is a can't miss wide receiver. Then you have your new triplet. Zach, yeah. you have Dak, Elliot, and your and your and your can't miss wide receiver. Well, they already yeah. have a can't miss. Who? Beasley. I was gonna say, if you say Des Bryant, I will hang up. <laughs> oh, God. oh God, no! No, you know what? Trade Des Bryant and Tony Romo as a package. You'll get a huge amount of trade offers. You know, you could send them San Francisco. Exactly, and you don't need either one of them. San Francisco needs both of those. They need a receiver. San you Francisco know. just needs everything. Yeah. San Francisco's in, in rough shape. Yeah, they lost their defense. Patrick Willis retired. Bowman's hurt again. Uh, I mean, I, I'd hate to say it, but it it seems like since Harbaugh left, the plane has crashed into the goddamn mountain. Well, San Francisco. They went help. from, like, Super Bowl contender to fucking pile shit in, like, a season. It doesn't help that they brought in Chip Kelly, who now has the reputation of blowing up teams the minute he gets there. And, and yeah, the, to, to rebuild them in his image, the problem is his image isn't won anything. The, the Chip Kelly NFL experiment's about over, I think. I, yeah, I think if you're, if, if you're looking for a coaching job in San Francisco, you better start <laughs> polishing up your resume. You, you're getting an yeah. opportunity at the end of the season if he lasts that long. I'd say Caldwell start polishing it up, but uh, look what happened on Sunday, huh? Can I be honest with you? I can't believe the national news is talking about Matthew Stafford as an elite quarterback, but I'm hearing it more and more. He's not elite, man. Elite? If I don't want to hear anybody tell me anybody's elite if they're not wearing a fucking Super Bowl ring. That's my qualification, quite honestly. 
you know, you got you got your exceptions, you know, your Dan Marinos and whatnots. But I mean, for real. I mean, let's be honest. Well, hang on like, though. Well, hang on though. It's not totally his fault that they don't have a ring. Uh oh, Ray Finkel. Late, are we talking laces out? Or what, what's? Well, no. I mean, not just the kicker issues we've had, which are plenty, but there's no, you know, defense. Well, yeah, but no, you had that defense. You had that defense. We gave it away. Oh, like, did we ever? Well, you weren't. Okay, first of all, Sue, you weren't resigning. Sue's sister tweeted two years before his contract was up. Two more years, and we're free. His sister. Okay, his family. You knew that he wasn't going to resign the minute that happened. It was no different than when the, the, the Tigers traded for David Price, and David Price just basically shit all over the city of Detroit. And people were like, "Why can't we resign him? He doesn't want to be here." And that's the that's 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 the the beauty and bitch of free agency. If you don't want to be someplace and you're an unrestricted free agent, you can go fucking anywhere you want that'll pay you. Well, a couple of things about Sue. One, he would have stayed in Detroit if they'd have had his back, but they didn't. Two, as it turns out, Sue wasn't as good as Sue thought he was. Exactly. Take your ass down to Miami where you are the defense and see how you do. Right. You, you, got, you got Sue and Cameron Wake, and neither one of them can do a damn thing in Miami. You had Dallas to South Beach. At one point, you... Had Ansa, Fairley, Sue, and guys you could rotate in <coughs> with or in replace in, in to spell those no, guys. It was that other defensive end? It was a white guy. He's played uh-huh. for Tennessee. Yeah, can't think. Of I know who I know who you're talking about. I can't think of a name off Dude, the top of my head either. Freaking beast on the edge. But, I mean, Why you did you let Fairley get away? Fairley was a fucking. He, he couldn't stay healthy. That fat bastard, I could do better than he could. Fairly, the, yeah, there was health issues and there was also issues with his his attitude. And, I mean, he didn't rub me the wrong way, but I know a lot of people didn't like how he carried himself. And if that's how the general public feels, you got to imagine there's people in the franchise that felt the same way. I mean, we can say what we want here about what we think about these guys, but we can't argue with when those two guys are on the team. We literally had the we had the best defense in the league for once in our goddamn miserable lives, football lives at least. We were talked about as an elite defense, and the wall started crumbling as soon as those two pieces went away. Maybe they on, on their own they weren't the greatest, but it could have been one of those instances of like you know the what is it the sum of the parts or whatever. Will you give it to you? I'll give it to you right there. We had the line. The line. Okay? We had Cliff Averill, Nick Fairley, Indomitian Sue, Kyle Vandenbosch. Yep, there you go. There we go. Oh, my, dude. Those four names strikes fear in any running back coming in to fucking play the Lions. They're, they're like the Beatles, all right? Together they were awesome. Solo albums, eh, not so great. <laughs> like it's that's how I look at that defense. Well, Cliff Averill did hook up with uh, Seattle and win a championship. Yeah, and just yeah, he went later. Assholes, I'm going to Seattle. I'm getting my ring. It's what that's what Averill did. Because when he he did when he saw that defense busting up, he's like, I'm not going to hang around and watch this building burn to the ground. I'm fucking out of here. Yeah, but also, guys, Detroit 
And the NFL is not a destination. It's, it's true. where it's where you're drafted because you have no choice. You play out your bullshit fucking rookie contract, or your career comes to die. That is the reputation and the culture for the Detroit Lions. It's but like it's been that way forever. Since it's, been that, it's been that way since probably Marnie Morning Marnie Marnie Morningway for sure. I mean, it, it basically that, that's it right there. Taking the wind. I mean, and that's forever to a lot of people in, in who a lot of players' minds because they're what they're new guys coming into the league right now are in are, are, in, are in their early twenties. All they know is the Lions have sucked their entire life. That's it. Well, to be fair, when we were in our early twenties, that's all we had known was Lions sucking our entire life. We had that well, one playoff win when we were in middle school. No, you know what? That was about it. Lions fans are like the that guy who who's fucking way playoff above, game. Who's fucking way above his pay grade. Like he's got mm-hmm. the chick is way too hot, way too understanding, and lets him get away with way too much bullshit. And you, and like let's say you grew up with him, so you know he you know he, from from Jim, you know he's not packing no fucking third leg material down there. So Jeez. you're like you're like what the fuck? How do you have this? And he doesn't appreciate it, and then it goes away, and he ends up with some fat fucking heifer who fucking just just handpacks him to death. And then he goes, boy, I had it good back in the day, and I didn't appreciate. It. That's Lions fans. The '90s, no one appreciated what the Lions did in the '90s. During the 90s. Now, Lions fans remember the 90s clearly. The glory days of Wayne for them days. <laughs> it's, how come yeah, they, it's how come they brought out the last team to win a playoff game at the latest Lions game. Right. But <laughs> hey, guys. They're all this, toothless. The city of Detroit is 50-50 with their sports teams. They really are. The Lions and the Tigers never could really get on the same page. They could never get everything they needed to win at the exact same time. The Red Wings... Tigers got a World Pistons, Series in my lifetime and appearances. Yes, but the Red Wings and the Pistons could get everything they needed at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. But the Lions and the Tigers couldn't. The Tigers, for the longest time before their recent surge with Miguel Cabrera and all of this, couldn't get on the same page. They, they had the pitching, they had David Wells, yada, yada, yada. And... They just didn't have the hitting. Then they had the hitting, you know, Cecil Fielder and everything else, but they didn't have the pitching. They could never get on sync, and then when they got on sync, they blew it. Yeah, and then they had Bobby Higginson. So. Hey, <laughs> I love Higgy. Leave my leave my Bobby alone, man. And Juan gone. Juan Gonzalez. Yeah, that that lasted. Uh, and was it Os- what wasn't Osmus our catcher during that era? Yes. Yes. One of his one of his scenario. stops, yes. One of his stops, yeah. But Detroit, really, honestly, is a football town. It's got the nickname Hockey Town, and yeah, for a while there, I would say Detroit had some of the most dedicated American hockey fans to their team, and then you had a lot of bandwagon fans who hopped on when they started winning, um, which is going to happen would, in any sport. I would still call that a hockey town. Because people could sit there and say whatever they want about the Lions, and people are like, yeah, well, so? We had the best receiver. Shut up. But you say anything bad about the Red Wings, and, and you're almost looking for a fight. Well, here's the bottom line. The Wings have won three cups in my lifetime, four in my lifetime. All right? If the Lions won one Super Bowl, 
the celebration from that Super Bowl wouldn't would we be bigger than all four celebrations for those oh, cups combined? Low. Oh, that's oh my, how. Yeah. Right there, mic drop. You may stop your your inner dialogue because you're wrong if you disagree with me. Detroit is a football town. If the Lions won the Super Bowl, you would see shit that make the '84 riots after the Tigers won look like fucking romper room. It would be <laughs> nuts. All right. People fucking in the streets. <laughs> exactly. Like the, like Bill Hicks said, like like the like the, the one shot guaranteed cure for AIDS has just been found. People fucking in the streets. Except for they would there's no one shot cure, they'd be dead. <laughs> they wouldn't care because the Lions won the fucking Super Bowl. Jesus Christ. Now Earl, I don't know if you were still up here when this happened. A couple seasons ago, the Lions won a fucking <laughs> team at home and there was a picture taken of a couple celebrating in the parking lot by the guy tossing a chick salad while she was bent over the car. No, I, I, would, <laughs> I wasn't there for that. Okay, that's just a fucking regular season game. Imagine those people if they'd have won the Super Bowl. There'd have been some, like, like the Supreme Court would ever- have to decide whether it was pornography or just vulgar trash that they, they had just did in public. And we'd let them do it because, Look, like, hey, the Lions won the Super Bowl. It would be it the first like ever... That. Recorded burning down of a stadium. It would look like uh, the history of the world part one in that chess match where the kings and everybody starts gangbanging the queen. Pretty much, man. It's, it'd be fucking insane. But oh, you could keep the fans off the field. It would be terrible. Detroit is... I, I, feel, I feel bad for Lions fans because you guys don't even have the luxury of a curse to blame it on. There's no fucking goat. There's no goat, there's no black cat, there's no bambino. You guys just suck. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the Detroit curse. You suck. I mean, it is bad. Like, I remember the 2000s, and that was my heavy drinking period. I mean, heavy drinking. So usually Sunday morning, I was still up drinking and partying from the night before. Or I was waking up and doing hair of the dog to try to get rid of the hangover from the previous two nights. And watching Lions games and and just being amazed at the way they would always find to lose games. Yes, there's a talent the way the Lions <laughs> always find a way to the lose. Lions, the Lions' problem is the owner would always, at draft time and trade time, would be like, here, hold my beer, watch this. Okay, and I'm still waiting for... He's dead. And I'm still waiting for what I'm supposed to be watching. I, like, I, I, we got a woman owner. Enough said. When, okay. <laughs> He's cute. Let's sign him. Yo, so what you want, Marge Shot? You want that bitch fucking talking to her black players like like they're field Negroes? Like, what the fuck you want? Want it, man? I'll, I'll you know, you know, Martha Ford any given Sunday. Get the fuck out of here, that flat-ass bitch. Anyways, you know damn well Martha Ford ain't sticking her nose in like Jerry Jones. It just ain't happening. Hell no. It ain't happening, dude. She doesn't know enough to stick her nose in. She probably doesn't even know that she could stick her nose in. Exactly. And I'm sorry, but if you have an owner like that, you want them to be as hands-off as possible. You don't want them in there thinking they know what the fuck they're doing. Al Davis earned the right to meddle with his team. I agree. Jerry Jones, uh, Jerry Jones, he hasn't 
won the Super Bowl since he started running the team. They've been a 500 team since he started running the team. He got a little cocky. He hired, he hired good coaches. He hired Jimmy Johnson. He hired Barry Switcher. And then when he got rid of him, it's been a stream of fucking meh ever since. That's not the type of owner I want. Even Mark Cuban knows to keep his ass basically on the sideline and fucking pay the people to do the job on the court. And his job is not on the court. His job is to make money so they can keep getting paid. I I think the Lions' ownership is in the best position it's been in since I can remember. <laughs> I hate to say that. Someone had to die exactly. for this to ha- happen. But, I mean, uh, I, 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 I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. When Mike Illich dies, the Red Wings and the Tigers are not going to be in the best ownership position they've ever been in. Okay. <laughs> what was it? William Clayford Jr. dies? Arguably, it's going to go the other way. Position the Lions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. William Clayford Jr. dies. Best position the Lions have been in as far as ownership yeah. in my lifetime <laughs> in 40 fucking years. It's... I, but no, like I said, I feel sad for you guys because it's like, and I feel sad for what's going on right now because they're fucking with you. They're giving you hope. The Lions, the Lions are Lucy, but Lucy doesn't pull the football away all the time. It's if Lucy she held shoves the football it one into your of, ass. No, she holds it for you to kick one out of one hundred times. So there's always that hope there. There's always that the the, the I kicked it once. The minute you think the Lions suck and it can't get any worse, they beat Green Bay for their their home opener at Ford Field. At Lambeau, no, yeah. And they no 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 that came no no that was their new trick when they beat them at Lambeau. They were like, "We're we did it. We're over the hump." No, not so quick. But you guys yeah. are saying the same thing. The team damn near wanted fucking a shrine of Joey Harrington erected after that fucking game in Green Bay when they opened up here in Ford Field. He won against them. Dude, I, the people I was with watching the game got up and were jumping up and down like they just won the Super Bowl. I'm like, it's Green Bay. It's the hey, first guys. game of the year. Hey, guys, I got to call a quick timeout. Uh, <laughs> it is 10 to 2, and L.A., holy shit, have they imploded. They look like a bad college team right now. <laughs> Watch the College World Series. Oh, it's horrible. Should they go, go get the metal bats? The batting helmets with the ear protectors on both both sides. Well, I just saw a throw from center field to the catcher. The catcher missed it, went to the backstop. Pitcher gets it, throws it to the catcher. Catcher misses it, goes to second base. Wait, who the fuck is backing up all these plays? Catcher's supposed to back up home plate. Any throw from the outfield. Why the fuck well, is it hitting the backstop? Well, the throw How from far? center field went over the catcher's head into the backstop. The pitcher got it. Throw it at the catcher, rolled under the catcher's mitt, went to second base. Meanwhile, so bad throw from the outfield. Right. Meanwhile, the bases were loaded for Chicago, are now empty except for second base. I'm going to tell, tell you what. Chicago's another town that's going to fucking explode if the Cubs do win it. So, Oh, dude. I don't want to be anywhere near that city. If, if, and if any, any fucking team deserves a World Series championship just based on a drought, in the history of Major League Baseball, it's the Chicago Cubs. Come on, 1908. It's like World War One. <laughs> Motherfuckers still had outhouses and wiped their ass with corn cobs. The majority of us were doing that. There was no middle class. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's insanity to think of the world a hundred and fucking 
12 years ago, whatever it is. It's crazy, 108 years ago. Yeah. It's fucking yeah, insanity. What, what has happened? Flight? Uh, <laughs> computers? Um, the mass production of the automobile? <laughs> like, women, oh, is black, women, blacks, have the right to vote? <laughs> yeah. Television? And take gays, office. There's gay, gays there's, can get married. There's black people in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all of these things have happened since the Cubs have won the World Series. We've been is, to the fucking moon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, somewhere in like. Like 1912, there was a Cubs fan going, man, man, I sure, or excuse me, probably 1950s at this point, 1912, probably 1950s going, ah, we'll see a man on the moon before the fucking Cubs win the World Series. And he was, yeah. he was using it as a saying, and it was the truth. The space program has come into existence and stopped, come, and, and stopped since the Cubs have won the World Series. And hey, what if there was somebody in 1908 who was going to go to that last game where the Cubs won the World Series and for some reason they had to miss it. Went, oh, no, no, I'll see you again next year. I'll make the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> How pissed is that guy? He's sitting there from eternity just going, son bitch. Hey. But what if they do it? They're, 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 they're going to pull, they're going to even it up. But what, what if they blow this shit? I mean, I think Earl said it on his first show. That's how he's going to burn down either way. Yeah, I, I really think that's true. I think that uh, if the Cubs find a way to blow this and not finish the season with a victory in the, in the World Series, people are just going to go nuts and tear down Wrigley Field. I don't know, man. I think it, it, it could be like Mad Max levels of fucking worldwide panic and Wrigley Field would still be standing. <laughs> just because Cubs fans... It, they would, they would put on, like, their fucking little hard hat Cubs hats and baseball bats and stand around it and protect it. Because, dude, those are, some, those are some loyal fucking fans, man. Jazz Seriously. and rock music did not exist the last time the Cubs won the World Series. <laughs> uh, dude, it's... it's the yeah. telephone I, did not... <laughs> it was like some, uh, it was like some uh, Green Acre shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had to call an operator and go, yeah, I need to talk so-and-so. Hey, it'd be, it'd be easier just to send a telegraph. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Hold on a second. Let me hang up. Click. Beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Well, anyways, now that we got our baseball coverage out of the way, can I, can I say this about baseball? I am really shocked. Not shocked that Cleveland won, but I am shocked at the backlash against Toronto. Like, I knew it was going to be ugly when that fan threw the beer again, into the outfield against uh, the Orioles just because I know how the, the world is today. Everybody on the internet, you know, they don't have they don't have a podcast like we do, so they don't have the right to have to be an asshole like we do. But everybody on the internet was going to be like, oh, them fucking scumbag fans, blah, blah, blah. Not, not real baseball fans. Baseball wasn't invented in five. In Canada, anyways, to fuck me up there, blah blah blah, and all that shit. Which is what you know that course did happen, but just like people, are like man, man, fuck the Blue Jays. I'm like fuck the Blue Jays. What? 
<laughs> what are you so angry? What are you so angry about? Why do you it hate is, Canada? It is America's favorite pastime. I'm just saying. I'm gonna throw that out there. Hey, it's, by the way, there were only 46 states the last time the Cubs won the World Series. <laughs> Chris, really, right now. <laughs> if you talk to someone from 1908 who just celebrated the Cubs' last World Series and said, "Point to me on a map where Alaska and Hawaii are," they go. The fuck's what Alaska the fuck is Hawaii? <laughs> yeah. What? Doesn't Alaska belong? That's Russia, right? That belongs to Russia? <laughs> Hawaii? That's... Owns that, right? No, well, like, Arizona and New Mexico were still territories. <laughs> like, <laughs> the last time the Cubs won the World Series. Well, I can see Sorry, Russia in my backyard when I'm in Alaska, so... Yeah. Uh, okay. do, should I get a date on the light bulb? Jesus Christ, man! (laughs) But but if you think about it, those are all true. I'm just trying to put it into perspective for people. Like, think about this. Okay, look, look here, Rain Man. I didn't know you were going to go off on an autistic rant about what (laughs) was and wasn't around the last time the Cubs won the World Series. Like 50 minutes later, you're going to be like abortion. <laughs> was not legal. For the done record, with co- done with coat hangers dipped in Jack Daniels in back alleys when the last time the Cubs won the World Series. All right, but for the record, the light bulb, the light bulb was only 19 years old. The last time the Cubs won the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cleveland. Now, it's, I think we were talking about this before the show. Uh, could apparently it's Cle- Cleveland's time this year. You got the then LeBron. You know, finally wins in his hometown. And then Cleveland's going to the World Series, possible baseball title. Can can we get them to get whatever they're doing to maybe, you know, shift over to the Browns? Because the <coughs> Browns are going in the opposite direction of the two other professional teams in the city. If you well, look at the Indians, though, they are plagued by injury right now. Their pitching staff is hurting bad. Yeah, but that's when fucking Francona just... Calls in Andrew Miller, and it's Miller time, baby. They only lost one game. I, I mean, they can't, can't be hurting that bad because Toronto didn't exactly suck this year. You know, I, I think they didn't suck. Well, they didn't suck in their playoff run, so to speak. I take back what I said about being shocked at hatred for Toronto. At least Cleveland fans, you had. Players on Toronto coming out saying they've been rigged, including. And I'm not putting on no tinfoil hats. This ain't Belichick lost on purpose. Solidify Brady's fucking whatever when he comes back. This is just remember when that fucking documentary about the Cleveland come out right before the NBA and how the last time there was a big documentary about teams that couldn't do anything. And blah, blah, blah. It was right before the Red Sox came back on the New York Yankees in 2004. You know, it's... I'm not saying that that, that's the game's rigged, but that come out... Maybe something like that, when we watch as fans, doesn't affect the players that play. I mean, because Cleveland has not been in the talk to go to the World Series in years, guys. No one was calling this before the season. And if they were for a fucking fluke, 
No one was saying they pick it. They're going to go to the World Series. I'm trying to get some of that acid. Hey, man, let me get some of that. You're saying you must you must be having some awesome shit right now. I'm just saying. Know, but you know, there's one asshole. All right, like there's always that one asshole Lions fan every year. This is our year, man. So there's some. There's probably some smug, self-satisfied asshole sitting in some apartment in Cleveland right now, going, "I fucking knew it. This is a year." Old everybody. Just say yeah. the same thing every fucking year, stupid. <laughs> Someone is sitting in Cleveland, fucking talking like Earl, saying, "I called it." <laughs> Let me tell you it's ice cold in Cleveland. Is that what you're saying? Let me tell you something. If I wake up every day and say, "This is the day I'm going to die," guess what? I'm going to be right at least once. <laughs> That's not, that doesn't give me a good batting average as far as predicting my death. Okay. Being right once out of a million times does not justify the 900,999, whatever the fuck, times you were wrong. Just in case we have listeners out there like that. No, we're onto your bullshit. We see through your ruse. Shut the fuck up. Sit down. Pick up, you know what? Watch Ken Burns baseball. That's your punishment. Whole thing, start to finish, <laughs> on VHS multiple times. Then you got to have your eyelids held open like Homeboy and Clockwork Orange. It it does get a little rough at parts. <laughs> I will <don't> say. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man! This week in football, though. Hey, by the way, radio was only 13 years old the last time the Cubs won the World Series. Jesus football. <laughs> like, like doing a podcast with John Nash. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> well, at this point, I'm looking things up. <laughs> Google's helping me out. I'm not exactly... <laughs> I don't give people the wrong impression about me. I'm not that smart. He's not just sitting there silently staring off into space and then ejaculating out these answers. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. No, I no. have a smartphone and a Wi-Fi connection. Exactly. Okay, we got it. The Cubs are due. But like I said, this week in football, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, hey, Brian Fitzpatrick, thanks for coming out. Fucking Geno Smith. I have a seat. Geno Smith. Assholes. I Come picked on them. in. I said it during the picks. They always fuck me, but I'm going to pick them anyways. They fuck me again. So fuck you, Jets. Putting a moratorium on picking the Jets for the rest of the season. Even if they went out. Even if they went out, it's for the final game, and they've just won like fucking 10 games in a row. I'm not picking the Jets anymore. Fuck them. <laughs> but we, yeah, we haven't heard Geno Smith's name for what, two years? Uh, he's starting. Yeah. Yeah, we saw what happened when he went in. Yeah. And we also saw, uh, we were reminded why Colin Kaepernick was on the bench. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, I mean, it's, uh, it, this, this point in San Francisco, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> at this point, it's, What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same results. It's like, hey, Blaine Gabbert, have a fucking seat. San Francisco you know? is the football team manifestation of what Ray Liotta said in Goodfellas when he was talking about busting out of place. You clear out everything of value, and when there's nothing left to bust them out about, or when there's nothing else left to steal, you bust the place out. You strike a match and walk away. Burn. Turn that fucking team to the ground and start rebuilding. Just get it the fuck over with. Rip the band-aid mm-hmm. off as soon as possible. That is a clusterfuck. They don't have a quarterback. They don't want the quarterback they just started. He don't want to fucking be there anymore. Which, 
And he's you know, pushing his blackness lately, especially with the Afro. Well, I'm going to say this. If he thinks in liberal-ass San Francisco, he's getting it bad for his protest. Where have fun the, in Houston. Where the fuck is he going to play that he thinks yeah. he's going to have it better? Yeah, I think that's going to fly in Dallas. Well, Dak Prescott's going to have the job, but... I mean, seriously, what team does he think he's going to go to? Were they, Seattle? They already got Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And Hey, Kaepernick, try that shit in Arizona. See how that works out. The exactly. only state, the only state that's still holding out on Martin Luther King Day fucking 60 years later. You think you're going to go to Chicago and do that shit? Yeah. yeah tr- try that in the Midwest. Yeah, too. Try the Midwest. Try that in Charlotte. See how it goes. <laughs> and as fucking, as, as much as New York has a reputation of being a melting pot, you, you still have a lot of flag-waving American pride motherfuckers in New York. We're still mm-hmm. riding that. Still riding that nine eleven fifteen year anniversary high. We're gonna be like you're disrespecting our country and blah blah blah, and then all hell's gonna break loose. So I don't know where to fuck. I'm not saying his his not wanting to be there is based on that and that only. But I am saying if that's in his mind, he's functionally retarded if he thinks he's going somewhere else that's gonna put up with that shit as much as San Francisco has. I always found it funny that. Uh, Earlier in the season, they were ahead, and they needed to kneel down, so they put Kaepernick in. That was so funny. Huh. Also, I would like to point out, I did. Uh, I just, this just, just kind of came to me. Uh, maybe Shady McCoy was talking some shit about Chip Kelly, because uh, uh, to say that Kaepernick's not talking about race is uh, uh, well, wrong. So I'm willing to bet. If Kelly was apparently doing all that shit Shady McCoy was accusing him of that he was in Philly, uh, he'd probably be hearing about it from Kaepernick. Just something that dawned me. Well, let me ask you, Chris, because I don't know you like that. I know we're rich, Dance. Does Kaepernick have a right to kneel down for the national anthem? He's got the right to do whatever he wants, but I got the right to call him a fucking idiot if I think he's an idiot. See, the only thing I think is he doesn't have a right to do it while he's working. He is at work representing the San Francisco 49ers. You want to go have a flag party after the game or before the game, set it down, you know, lay down naked on it. I don't care. Do a dance on it. Great. That's your way of protesting. But when you're in a uniform and you're representing a football team, you will do what's right by that football team. If the ownership come out and said he's not to do it, much like the Yankees have a no facial hair policy, and he did it, then they'd have their excuse to get rid of him. But at the same time, dude, if I work at McDonald's and they put me on, on the meat station to cook meat, and I, say, and, I say, and I say, no, 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 I'm a vegetarian, I'm not going to cook that, I lose my job, no questions asked. Okay, well, here's the thing. At McDonald's, they tell you cooking meat is part of your job. As far as I know, ownership of the 49ers has never told him standing for the national anthem is part of your job or else you don't have one. Now, if they make that rule and he chooses to kneel, then he just chose the unemployment line and more power to him. I think it was an understood rule. If it was a rule, it would be being enforced, dude. No, no, no. I'm saying it was understood. It It was an unspoken, unwritten rule. 
your whole team is standing on the sideline with their hand over their fucking heart or their helmet over their heart paying respect to a flag, all of a sudden you get a hair up your ass, you take a knee, now you're going against your team, the organization, and everything they stand for. I can argue this point. If, you know, especially people who are religious, kneeling is a sign of reverence. You can always take it to the next level. Kneeling. Kneeling. Yeah. But, you know, do I think it's the smartest career choice for him? No. Because who's going to want to sign your ass with all the media circus that's going to come with you? Probably nobody. And here's the bitch of it. And I'm not comparing him to to the names I'm about to drop. But I'm sure people are telling him and are in his ear saying this to him going... They were all against Muhammad Ali when he did hit what he did. They they hated Jim Brown for what he said. You know, you you just have to take it. Haters gonna hate. And but here's the thing though: Jim Brown and Muhammad Ali didn't do it while in their sport. They did it outside of their sport. Okay, but you're saying he represents the. Okay, so just when he's in uniform, he represents the team. When he's in civvies, he does. Well, exactly. You're you're free to do whatever the fuck you want. And that's really? on you. And that's on you. That. Yeah. Ask Adrian Peterson, who, who got that long-ass suspension for getting for taking a switch to his kid. Something that I know at least two-thirds of this podcast has had happen to them more than once. Okay. So, But you're talking about people that committed felonies against person that just wants to do a protest. There's a difference now. Come on. I'm talking about people doing shit outside of wearing the uniform. And paying a price for it. If he went and had a flag party, as you called it, and had a bunch of people fucking on the flag or shitting on the flag or stomping on the flag, it was reported and put online, his ass would not be playing in the NFL right now. Taking a knee during the national anthem while in uniform, and his ass is still playing in the NFL. You're talking about what you want, what you would like it to be. I'm talking about what it is. It, it, that's the beauty of sports. Sports is not, you, there's not room for interpretation of the rules. This is not, we're going to argue whether the Constitution is a living or dead document. This is, you have the most points at the end of the game, you win. It's very black and white, cut and dry. And if you're not winning, you're the loser. Obviously, they don't have a problem. The ownership of the 49ers don't have a problem with what he's doing. Or else they'd have stopped him from doing it. Either that, or they're taking a very apolitical stance on it and saying, look, we don't care if he wants to stand, kneel, sit, whatever the fuck he does during the National Anthem. It's none of our business. We don't pay him to pay respect to the National Anthem and the flag. We pay him to win us football games. I don't know. I've yet to, has anybody heard what the fucking ownership has said about him at all? No, I haven't heard of, of all the people I've heard popping off sounding off about it i don't think uh san francisco ownership has been one of them i I, i'm pretty sure they said that they don't support him but he has the right to be free and do whatever the fuck he pleases and all that political correct garbage but at the end of the season correct that's that's it's not politically correct that's the first amendment boss the first amendment doesn't apply when you're at work hey man that shit fucking the, the the what that flag stands for is his right to fucking do that shit in the same right that I have to be like, hey, man, I don't think that's a smart decision. Uh, okay. You know? Okay. I, 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 you say the First Amendment 
doesn't apply when you're at work. Okay, fine. But if your work and your employer doesn't forbid you from doing it, yeah, then, it's about the does, parameters. then neither does what you wish they would do apply to him when he's at work. Right now. what I'm saying. Right you're now. talking about, I wish they would do this. Wishing one hand shit in the other. I guarantee you the front office of the 49ers wants to cut him as soon as he did it. As soon as they did it. But they can't. If his ass was winning games like he was winning in 2012. No one would he, give a fuck. If he, just, if he just came off that playoff win like he did against the fucking Packers in 2012. This wouldn't even be a topic of discussion in San Francisco. It would be nationally because you got people who are going to get offended and go, well, he don't have the right when he's at work it, and all this bullshit. Here's the bottom line. Are you paying his salary? Are you the one with it, your name on the bottom of his checks? Then you, guess what? What you want doesn't matter to that owner. He wants what he wants goes. If the, if the 49ers policy was you stand for the fucking national anthem and he didn't do it, he'd be looking for a job. Bottom line. You say, well, these things don't apply when you're at work. Correct. If your job says they don't apply. If your job allows something to happen, obviously it does apply. Freedom of speech does apply. Uh, from the Huffington Post, September 9th, owner has totally got his back. There we go. That's what I said. They had to come out and be politically correct. They couldn't come out and go, hell no, we don't, di- we don't approve of disrespect. And- what? Why do you assume everybody thinks like you? Why do you assume everybody's going to agree with what you're saying by saying, oh, him doing that is disrespecting the flag and the national anthem? It is, don't you think it's possible that they have their own thoughts and, and, and come to their own conclusions on this subject? That's what oh, I'm absolutely. saying. Oh, absolutely do. They In fact, the owner matched Kaepernick's million bucks that he gave to organizations committed to helping the inner city community. Okay, with this, I'm sorry, dude. Earl, you you and I, we butt heads on this subject, but here's the thing. Everything you're throwing out, it's, it's, it's like you're rooting around in the bottom of a barrel because you ran out of vegetables to throw at them. And you're just throwing whatever the fuck you can find. Okay, because at first it was, well, he's, okay, you're taking a knee, you're drawing attention to this problem. Do something else. He did something else. He put his money where his mouth was and put a million dollars, donated a million dollars, donated his time, donated the proceeds from his jersey sales. Okay, then we switched it to, well, he doesn't have the right to say this. Yes, he does. Well, not when he's at work. Well, now it's because they only reset it because it's politically correct. I mean, how many times are you going to change the goalpost and tell, tell someone to kick a fucking field goal? Well, and if, and then, and if his owner's policies... Like if, if the owner's got his back, then he can do what he wants. He's not breaking. If the, you know, like I said, it, I bet you the the owner of the Houston Oilers would be like, "Get the fuck off my team." You know, I don't. I I, I, th- I don't think Uncle Jerry would probably be down for the shit that's Ooh. going on. I don't know if the yeah. Fords would. I don't know if the Fords would. Yeah, but it's if it's not against the rules, then it, you can do it. It, it, it. It's like smoking weed at work. If you work at a dispensary, it's cool. <laughs> All right, but you know. Sure, we all have jobs where they go, hey, uh, you're not allowed to smoke pot at work. And we go, okay. And we don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. I just, look, I get it. People are pissed. They don't like him. They don't like that he disrespected the flag and their opinion and they disrespected the national anthem. But at a certain point, it becomes a witch hunt. It becomes, what can I throw against the wall? What shit can I throw against the wall I can come up with and see what sticks? And when something doesn't stick, you just move on to the next point 
they dug out from the bottom of the barrel. The, the, let's 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 be let's be very factual here. He is a fucking one-year wonder quarterback who played his ass off into a contract he does not deserve. He is a backup quarterback in this league at best, and he's damn lucky he plays for the team he plays for. Pulling the shit he's pulling. But what he's doing is working too. We've given him at this point. We've given him probably hours of airtime. As far as talking about him, so yeah, but we're talking about him, not the cause for which he's representing. That's no. See, that's where you're wrong. Chris and I have talked a whole lot about Black Lives Matter and about police brutality. But now that has been talked to death. Okay, everybody who's going to have an opinion on that subject has been informed enough to have an opinion. Now what we have is people that are still pissed off that something bad didn't happen to him, being butthurt and going on and on about it. It's really what it is. Because I'll, I'll give I don't him credit. People from, One thing I wanted to see from him other than Nealon was, you know, well, what are you going to do? And he's he's been out. He's been giving money. He's been donating. He's He's been putting his money where his mouth was. And I'll give him, I will give him credit. I know what I'm saying is recorded. So I'll give him credit there. I mean, look, personally, there's an old Bill Hicks bit about burning the flag. And what he said at the beginning of that bit pretty much is how I felt. And still, do. Mm-hmm. personally, I don't agree with burning the flag. Do I think people are flipping the fuck out and acting and losing their minds way too goddamn much about it? You're goddamn right. I just can't get on board with this. Well, that symbol and blah, blah. And I'm so angry. Someone needs to pay. It's no different than the people on the, the politically correct people, as they get called on the far left, who when someone says something like, well, that play that he called was retarded. Oh, my God. He said the word, the R word. Oh, we need to take his job. He needs to be off the team and find the motherfucker's grandmother and find his firstborn and kick that little bitch in the nuts and uh, all this bullshit. To where no one can have a, no one can is able to make a living if you say something that someone else doesn't like. Fuck that. You want freedom of speech. You want the right to say what you want want to say. You got to put up with what other people got to say and what other people do. And you and guess what? They got the freedom to do it. You got the freedom not to like it. But to harp and harp and harp because you're pissed off because the man wasn't punished in the way that you think he should be punished, at that point, you're, it's sour grapes. Trust me, he's going to get his. He's going to be free agent quarterback after this year. Looking at teams, and you, what, the, what the fuck do you think the first thing teams are going to say when they sit down and talk to him and they get down to brass tacks? Uh, you know that Neil under the National Anthem shit ain't going to fly here in Tennessee. You know it ain't going to fly here in <laughs> yeah. Jacksonville. You know it ain't going to fly here... It, on and on and on. His best bet is if a team like the fucking Patriots or the Steelers are looking for a second or third string quarterback and he can sign with them, keep his fucking mouth shut, and be a non-story on the sideline. Or the Chargers shop Phillip Rivers. He can go down there. He can stay on the, he can stay on the, he can stay on the West Coast. San Diego ain't as liberal as San Francisco. I, I can tell you that. He's, there, remember, <laughs> there's a Marine Corps re- recruit depot down there. That's the West Coast version of Paris Island. You know, that's not exactly, that's not exactly like, you know, flowers in your hair shit like San Francisco. So maybe you'll end up in, uh, in uh, the playing for the Rams. Well, you know, L.A. would love his ass. Either, either oh, way. Hey, it's that quarterback guy who likes to stand. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my best L.A. football fan impression. <laughs> They're so out of touch with football. They'd probably be like, I wonder if he's got a bad back. Well, any football fans in L.A. are at the bar where their home team is playing. 
<laughs> that's where the, that's where the football fans are in LA. Well, you know what you know, though, they found what? their their Steelers bar or whatever, and that's where they're at. Well, we could go there though, because bottom line, I just don't agree with Kaepernick. Fucking next is what is with these fair weather teams, man? Nobody can stay in St. Louis. Nobody. Hey, man. That's the just, Oakland Raiders can't stay in Oakland. All I got to say to Oakland and St. Louis is maybe, you know, maybe it might be you. <laughs> just, <laughs> just saying. At some point, after a team leaves you, even the Browns came back. The fucking Cleveland Browns came back to Cleveland. Not the same team. but they, Maybe it's you. Maybe St. Louis isn't a great football town. Maybe everyone's at the Niners games in the Bay Area. I don't know. Maybe it's you. I think Oakland, or the Raiders, excuse me, shit the bed when they when they left L.A. I know that was a power move by, by Al Davis. I know that that was him flexing his nuts and walking up and putting them on the fucking NFL's desk and going, look at him. I know they're as wrinkly as my neck, but you're going to suck them. And they did. But L.A. and the Raiders were a damn near perfect fit because the Raiders, especially back then, we're a fucking reality television show on the field. It's just reality TV hadn't been fucking invented yet. I mean, seriously. And that was... That was... I mean, they didn't get in as much trouble as the 90s <laughs> Cowboys. And they weren't, you know, the, the, the Raiders of the 70s under Madden and all that. But, dude, that was... That was a team built for L.A. That was a ball bunch of fucking guys who loved the spotlight and L.A. was more than happy to give it to them. And then they went to Oakland. And what the fuck does Oakland have? They have a fucking Coliseum. Coliseum. <laughs> that the, the, the A's and the Raiders play in and when it rains, the sewer backs up into the fucking field. And that is no mm. joke. That is happening as of right now. That happens. I mean, come on, dude. Because there's no meaning to the term black hole. Al Davis happened to the fucking to the Raiders. St. Louis, St. Louis, I maybe it's you. <laughs> yeah, because even look, I mean, look, look at Houston when the Oilers left. How long did it take the Texans to show up? A season, just enough for them to get their ducks in a row to get all the paperwork ready to put another team in Houston. Like, I mean, yeah, you know. And as he was trying to think with L.A. until the Rams went back, hey, maybe it's you. You know, maybe it's your fans. Maybe maybe St. Louis is all about fucking the Cardinals, the end. <laughs> you know? Well, that's just it. The Cardinals were in St. Louis, and they went to fucking Phoenix. Talk about baseball. No, no, baseball Cardinals. Oh. So I'm saying, like, I think maybe if you're in St. Louis, you are a Cardinals fan, and that is it. Well, it's pretty much a unofficial agreement that the best baseball fans in the country are in St. Louis. I mean, St. Louis baseball fans are fucking well, no. That's all they got. Well, they got the Blues. Well, and when the Blues really start winning, we'll see how long they stay in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. The Blues are the, the Blues are there. They're, they're, I'm just saying they're there. They're they're, they're an option. Uh, <laughs> you're see, a sports you know, fan, and they, you have St. Louis zip code. They've gotten better. They can pretty much pencil themselves in about halfway through the season for the for the playoffs. That's mm -hmm. that's okay for the Blues. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so patronizing, but it's like 
You guys had Brett Hall and Wayne Gretzky on the same team at the same time and couldn't do shit with that. Come on, man. Really? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, you know. Just stop at that point. At a certain point, it's like, it's cute. You tried. Here's your participation trophy. Well, your first round fodder for, you know, a one or two seed. That's, that's good enough for you. Dude, that'd be like having fucking Tom Brady and Antonio Brown and not winning a Super Bowl. At, le- at least, you know, this season anyway. Can I say this, though? If the Raiders go to fucking Vegas, and Vegas goes from no professional sports teams to two within a season or two, there's going to be... That 30 for 30 in 15, 20 years is going to be fucking great. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the stadiums are there, man. I was just there about almost about a month ago. The stadiums are there. They're built. They're just waiting. At least that's what the, the hockey arena is T-Mobile. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, of course, yeah, it's it's a given that hockey's in, in uh, Sin City. But football, that's not a given so much. If you told me they had a football, I mean, a can compete with, with Jerry World down in Dallas football stadium waiting for a team. At that point, I'd be like, okay, yeah, someone's going, someone's going to, to Las Vegas without we a fucking move, doubt. We move the Lions and we start fresh. Just, we cleanse, all right? They tried that. That, oh, we take that organization and all of its stink and we ship it to Vegas. And it, the mob finally helps the Lions win a Super Bowl. Here's, here's the thing. They tried that with the USFL, and the Michigan Panthers actually did win a championship. Uh, the problem is, is that the Lions couldn't even fucking sign players from the USFL when that fucking league folded. No, yeah. I, Didn't Bobby Abair end up in New Orleans? Steve Young ended up in in Tampa, and then ended up in uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Jim Kelly ended up in Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, lost shit. four Super Bowls in a row. Uh, what's his uh, Flutie ended up in on every fucking team, including in the CFL. <laughs> <laughs> was it Flutie's big? Uh, was it his uh, biggest uh, career NFL highlight with the Pats? The dropkick uh, field goal. Oh, I just mean in general, as far as the shining part of his U.S. football career was played with the Pats. Oh God, I can't even remember, dude. That'd be an Earl question. What the Iceman that- field that one? No. That- <laughs> Doug Flutie's biggest was in college. That was his biggest claim to fame. But in the pros, what team did he actually make? No, it was the Bills when he came back from the CFL. Yeah, it was Buffalo, but he didn't really make big splash there. His biggest thing was the Hail Mary. Well, that's Boston College, yeah. Yeah, that was where the term Hail Mary came from. Well, I mean, yeah, I know about his his college career. That's what it's. Well, you're asking. Invented the sports term. Yeah, I'm talking about like where. He, well, okay, that was in the mid '80s. The Buffalo Bills was in the early 2000s, and to be honest with you, that's what I remember him more for in professional football. Well, I remember him more for making it a hail mary pass. Well, no, I got you. I'm talking about in professional football, not in his college. I remember him being the Bills' savior when what's his face went out with an injury in the first game of the season. I cannot remember who they had up there. Ah, fuck. It doesn't matter. <laughs> sure it matters to him but it doesn't matter to the rest of us we got flutie flakes out of it <laughs> so too i mean what we're 
talking about the NFL this week, and we'll get to the picks here in a, in a minute. Uh, the the Vikings, man. Purple rain, baby. Is, it, is this shit for real? Oh, it is all kinds of for real, man. If you haven't watched a Viking game, watch a, watch a highlight of this season. That Purple Rain defense is no joke, man. Because it's funny, because their offense is. Their offense is what it is, but their defense is killer. Their offense is a joke, but their defense, no joke. <laughs> so, I, I guess, too, and uh, the pack. Pack, the whole team's a joke. Yeah, the, the fact that, as a Lions fan, I'm used to by week six, it's all over. <laughs> then, it's, Rich, you know, talk about that glimmer of hope, we're still in it. But, I mean, Minnesota, if you told me six weeks in, you told me a week seven, Minnesota Vikings are going to be the best team in the NFL as far as record-wise. I'll tell you, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Followed closely by the Dallas Cowboys. Shut up. Yeah, Cowboys are born one with not Tony Romo. Well, I might believe that, <laughs> actually. But Well, uh, okay, I know, okay, I, I, know, I know that, you know, you got Earl was like, you know, whatever, Green Bay. Green Bay still has a winning record compared to fucking... The Lions and the Bears. Well, I mean, one and five for the Bears. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming off Chicago. Yeah, take a seat, Brian. Pretty you, much. you Cleveland can go hang out in the loser corner. And, and Detroit is. Uh, I don't know. I, I I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. When they went I'll seven, and, when they went seven and one, I wasn't drinking the Kool Aid back in 2007. I think it was two. 2007, they went seven and one in 2006, and they got to that 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 bye week, and I was like, they still have half a season to blow it. No, there's no way, no way. Sure as shit, there was a way. They found it when they went fucking seven and one. I'm like, just go four and four. That's all I want out of you. Just go four and four. Go 500. You will make the playoffs. You'll be 11 and five. No, no, they did not. Yeah. Shits. <laughs> so I mean, you know, hey, look. Obviously, I don't think personally, unless there's a meltdown in, in Minnesota that none of us have heard coming. I don't think Green Bay or Detroit's catching up with Minnesota. No. But at the same hey, time, there, there were those New York Mets of a few. Years. <coughs> what year was that? Was that t- 2009 or 2010 when the Mets went into August at the top of the division and ended up not making the playoffs? I mean, you know. Stranger things have happened. Well, I'm just saying the only other, the only, the only division with winning teams for the majority of the division, besides, I mean, you know, where the wild card is most likely, wild card teams are most likely going to come from. Is the, you get the NFC East: five and one Dallas, four and two Washington, three and two Eagles, and the five hundred Giants. I mean, you got the Green Bay Packers at three and two. Besides Atlanta, there's no team with a winning record in the South. <laughs> and there's no team with a winning record in the West besides Seattle. So it's to me, it's an outside chance that the wild card teams are going to come from the NFC North. And I'm sorry, I'm going to I'm going to bet on the side of history. Detroit ain't, ain't overtaking the Packers unless the Packers just have a hellacious meltdown. Which I mean, hey, it might be coming. It might be coming. They've had a couple of tough losses. That's not a team that's used to losing in that way when the expectation is for them to win. So, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe we're almost to the halfway point already. That's that's crazy to me. But see, it goes quicker every year. 
Also, you got to remember, though, now it's not who has the most talent. It's also who's, you know, who has the physicality to withstand some of the hits that are coming. And Rodgers doesn't have it. He reminds me, he reminds me a lot of Cam Newton. Because you couldn't touch Rodgers, just like you couldn't touch Newton. And they were great. They had no fear in the pocket, no fear on the field. Throw it, hand it off, whatever, run around. You know, but now they get to get hit and hard. And just watch them. They're, they're looking every which way except for downfield where the fucking receivers are. They're panicking. And uh, don't look now. Buffalo Bills, four and two. Lightning strike three times for their, uh, for your ice man. Or do well, you think they're like, legit? Well, it's, it's just like I said. And especially with someone like Rex Ryan and his freaking brother as their coach. Tell them that they could take the chains off the dogs, and that's exactly what they've done. The teams, I said it. I said teams, it one of your first shows, Earl. The teams with the biggest hitters now are going to run this league. I, I'm not disagreeing with you on that, but I'm also saying, for whatever reason, Rex Ryan inspires them fucking guys to go out there and play for him when he needs them to. Well, you got Rex and Rob on the same team, and they're both very high defensive coaches. And they love physical contact. They both of them love to hit. They want to hear pads up in the nosebleed section. What? If the, if the pads are colliding, colliding, oh boy, it just gets them hard as quick as shit. And that's what they've been told. They could take the chains off the dogs, and they have. However, in places like you know Minnesota, the Vikings, they just have bigger dogs. That's all that is. And those boys are hungry. Oh, my goodness. I watched some of those hits, and I'm like, good night. Dude, if you are in Pittsburgh, are you – is it over in Pittsburgh? Uh, or do you think Landry Jones has enough weapons to keep that thing afloat? I've heard this come back? I've heard this argument forever, ever since he started talking about going and getting the meniscus repaired. <laughs> you're, you're, you're telling me that uh, Brown – and the running back have enough to t- of what it takes to carry that offense? No. Yeah, they got Sammy Coates. You know, and, Mar- and if Martavis Bryant could put down the goddamn weed, <laughs> they'll, they'll get him back eventually. And if, if Ben Roethlisberger didn't go down, they'd have a chance. I got it. But look what happened in Miami this week. Miami. Adrian Foster, welcome to the bench where you belong. You can't get well, injured real- there. Real quick, I just wanted to say something about Steelers since you asked about them. Uh, I got I know a couple Steeler fans, and they kept saying, "Oh, well, they're just going in to clean up his knee." Then it was, "Well, they're just going to do a minor repair. It's not a full tear. He'll be back in a week or two. And I was just sitting there going, "On what fucking planet is a quarterback in his thirties who's that big and has that much wear and tear on his body going to be back in a fucking week or two from that?" And then all out of here. Big Ben's first ring's about a decade old, isn't it? Yeah. The 2000, yeah. Super Bowl 40. So we're coming mm-hmm. up on 11 years, and that was his, what, third year in the league? So he's yep, been in yeah. the league for 13 years, all right? That is a, that is a, a very much a veteran. And this is not young, say, nubile, slapping a stripper Ben, all right? Yeah. This is old season Ben. Yeah, he, he knows, you know, better than to pull the shit in the bathroom stalls with the chicks that he used to. <laughs> But yeah. this is yeah, not but, slapping a stripper, Ben. 
when when they come out and said five to six weeks, I was like, okay, the first person to act shocked, someone who's near them needs to slap the shit out of them. What the fuck would they think? Mm-hmm. Of course it's going to fucking be that long of a rehabilitation time. I think you we know? got a good spot for Kaepernick. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Pittsburgh. Fuck. Hey, hey, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh ain't Philly as far as fans, but uh, Pittsburgh fans rip his ass apart. Yeah. Speaking and, of all uh, the and we got a new uh Indomitian Sue in the league. Vontez Burfick. Did you see the hit on who did he hit again, Earl? Martellus Bennett. Yeah, did you see the hit on Bennett, Chris? I did not. Through the power of Google. I've I've been getting notifications about it for the last three or four days. Well yeah, they finally handed down a seventy five thousand suspension, but or not suspension, uh fine. But um yeah, if you can watch that hit real quick, because I want to, I want to get your honest opinion about something before I tell you what I've been hearing about it. This is one of the things that uh, Earl and I talked about earlier. So, all right, I, okay. Did you see the hit? Uh, I'm just a commercial playing. Oh, <laughs> NFL is going to make sure they get their fucking money's worth. Yeah, come on, video. I can hear it. What the fuck is this bitch? How's that iPhone doing? <laughs> well, it hasn't blown up, so I'm good. Yeah, you know what? The FAA hasn't banned it. It's doing fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, you'll learn the longer you're on the show, Earl. Yeah. Chris Chris worship, worships at the altar of Steve Jobs. Okay. <laughs> I just like his products. Better than the whatever. iPhone 7. Or the what? Note 7. <laughs> whatever, whatever. I'm yeah. sure if you go in his closet, there's a, there's a lot of black long-sleeve turtlenecks. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. What? Wait. What? That's it? That's the hit? Okay. So your opinion is, do you, you think it was one on purpose and two malicious? It doesn't look like it. It looks like he takes a lot worse hits in that game than what happened. That's not I the react- question, no. Oh, let me think- watch it again. He's walking. Is he injured? No, I just hurt him a little bit. He's all right. Oh, fucking whatever. You get a million dollars to play a kid's game. <laughs> All right, now having said that, that doesn't no, that doesn't look like it was malicious or on purpose. Okay, that that looks like Bennett went low at the same. Or no, it doesn't look like no. My, I mean, my you, you heard my natural reaction. It wasn't like oh shit, like he was like what is it? Well, yeah, but it was at his knee. It was intentional and it was malicious. Giving it a third view. The ball wasn't anywhere near him. Look up uh, the film from the grassy knoll on that one. That hit. It's good. You know, wait, watching it. Uh, I mean, his maybe, head's up. Maybe it's a power exactly. suggestion. It looks like he put his shoulder into it a little bit. His head's up. He knows exactly where he's heading. That was the deciding factor for me. Because I watched the hit for the first time on the phone with Earl earlier today. And at first, I had your reaction. And then mm-hmm. I read the article, sir. Surrounding the video and the article surrounding the video, it was it, it was on NFL.com, but it had a bunch of people saying, "Well, I didn't see where that warranted a seventy-five, you know, K fine." Blah blah blah. Doesn't look to me like it's that bad of a hit. Doesn't look like it had malicious intent. And the NFL come out and flat out basically said the exact opposite. And the only response to that was, "Well, that's because of his prior reputation." So. 
There you go. Joey. Uh, do, Joey do a freeze Porter. frame. Oh, Joey no, Porter. Yeah. In a, in a freeze frame this bitch. No, he's going right at that guy's knee. So, like I was, like I was saying, Joey Porter and Sue, you're off the hook as the dirtiest player in the NFL at the moment. Enjoy it while it lasts. Damn. Man, the more I watch this thing, yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> it'll be interesting to edit this and hear my opinion change <laughs> within, like, <laughs> 60 seconds. Like, oh, wait, no, never mind. He, no, yeah, he fucking. He was going for knees, purposefully. Yeah, and he, if you really look at it, he doesn't come at him from behind. He doesn't hit him from the back of the knee. He nope. hits him from the side uh-huh. with his leg planted. And if you've ever had a knee get hit in that position where most of your weight is on one leg and that knee gets hit from the side by a grown man flying into you. They got a bed next to Ben Roethlisberger, is all I'm saying. Yeah. It happened to me on a, it happened to me on a New Year's, and I didn't walk without a, a leg brace for six weeks. Damn. So... What bowl game were you playing in? <laughs> Actually, it was just a New Year's Eve party where there was way too much drinking, and it was a one-bedroom apartment, and for some reason, someone decided to start a mosh pit. Huh. I didn't realize this because my back was to it, and as I turned to look at the mosh pit that was happening in the living room, one of my buddies flew into my knee. with all his. He hit me in the back against the side of my knee, and my leg was planted, and my knee bent the wrong way from the side, so... I just love how they say, because of his prior history, and he only had one what-the-fuck hit. Isn't that all you need with the fear of Goodell? Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, it wasn't even a bad hit that he did, you know, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The guy put his fucking head down. Perfect took it off. What do you want from him? Well, that's, that's, that's one of the things that supposedly, according to the theory that you put forth from your first episode... That they've loosened their 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 belt on as far they as have. as far as hitting a defensive defenseless receiver. If you're a receiver with your head down, pretty much that's saying you're in a defenseless position. You couldn't see it coming. To me, if you're a receiver going across the middle and you go up for a catch and you're not aware of your surroundings and you get plowed, that's on you. It, you guys haven't seen the hit on um, the Oakland Raiders receiver. From Kansas City guy. No, if you notice, the NFL went from on Monday Night Football having, he got jerked up, to they totally removed that. Put, come on, man. And now I don't even think they show the biggest hits like in a compilation of, of the week on Monday Night Football at all, period. No, I don't think they do either, but there is some hellacious hitting. Well, that is it's like we talked about with hockey. That That is part of the sport and the more you try to take it out the the more you might as well just start talking about playing talk start talking about playing a different sport you take hitting out of football you're playing flag football i agree no one want, no one wants to pay to watch that i don't care if you're loyal to the lions if they were out there pulling flags off each other ford field would be even more desolate than their own eight or own 16 season sure it's, uh, what was it say? Derek Johnson destroyed Raiders. Jalen Richards. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Did you see that hit, Rich? <laughs> uh, no, send it to me real quick. Oh, oh my his God. Head, his head bounced off the turf. 
You guys want to see what a dead body looks like? Holy <laughs> shit. You don't, you don't see their head bounce off the turf too much. Dude, he got hit by a fucking train, man. Jesus. <laughs> Did, uh, he, took, he took a penalty for that one, I'm guessing. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, that guy got trucked. Yeah. So we should, should we just bring should we just bring it back? Do it all audio. You got jacked up. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? They're not doing it anymore. You got jacked. No, that wasn't a penalty either. That was a complete legal hit. Really? Well, if you if you remember on on jacked up, that was one of the criteria for it to end up on there. It couldn't it could not have been an illegal hit, and it couldn't it couldn't have taken a penalty for it. Like I, for any reason, even if it's excessive celebration. They try. They. It, this is when the NFL was like, "We we want you to we want you to watch because you want to see people get hit. We want to kind of do it classy." It's like you know, instead of going to the hooker at Seven Mile in Shiawassee, you go to the Bunlight, uh, uh, Moonlight Bunny Ranch. It's a little bit classier, you know. It's a podcast. Can we just say you got fucked up? <laughs> get the voice guy to cut that. You got fucked up. <laughs> There's a guy, I, I don't know his name, but like people will, will take a still screenshot of a fight. Like just at the moment, someone's fist connects with the, like the other guy's face. And he'll be like, bruh, homeboy just got the, his soul knocked out of him. And like he'll just go on for like three paragraphs about how fucked up he got, comparing it to other shit. Oh, my God, dude. Some of the best, <laughs> some of Marvel. Marvelous David, that's who it is. That's who he is on Facebook. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's a site where a bunch of people write this or if it's one guy writing it, but it's fucking hilarious, dude. And that's just like I see hits like that. And I just want to, I just want to have like a freeze frame of it, send it to the guy, and go write me three paragraphs. On that. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, uh, guess we should get into the picks. So we have our results. All right. Pretty much no movement in the standings except for percentages. I'm over 500 now. I'm at 505 for the year, 47-46. Rich, you're at, you're at 516, 48-45. God damn it, the Iceman. <laughs> Still in first at 622. 28-17. Uh, you did go 10-5 uh, this week there, Chief. So good for you. I- by the way, let me tell the listeners what it's like to be in a in a in a group chat on Facebook with the Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker never shuts the fuck up. I had I had to I had to remind him. You know, there's no prize for getting the picks right. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Like we don't even have a bullshit trophy we had made up. This is big bad shit of Sporgy for 2016. Hey, there's like nine weeks left. Hey, I get a participation trophy. Everybody gets a participation trophy. There's nine weeks left. We could make that happen. <laughs> I know. When I saw the when I saw the football fan sitting on the couch with the shirt coming up over his gut, and he's like, got the flag in one hand, his go team, and the beer in the other, and the chip filled on the shirt. I was like, It'd be the perfect thing for this fucking. But then at that point, next year, like. Top ourselves, get like at least a fourth person in on the picks. <laughs> going three or four years, we're gonna have like the whole Wu Tang Clan in studio doing picks because we're gonna fucking need that many people. 
<laughs> just be the whole show. All we do is picks. And argue about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of picks, uh, Thursday night game: Bears, Packers. Packers at Lambeau. Rodgers is sputtering, but come on. I mean, we already talked. The Bears in Cleveland can go start the loser circle jerk for the season, unless some miraculous shit happens in both cities. Well, wait a minute. Gotta remember. Gotta, gotta let the winner. Oh, that's right. The order pick. Winner gets to pick the order. So, Iceman, you get to pick the order in which we pick. All right, this time let's go Rich Chris me. All right. All right, fair enough. So, Packers in Chicago, huh? <laughs> Can Al Qaeda crash a plane into the stadium? <laughs> <laughs> Who wins then? America. <laughs> <laughs> that's horrible. Send your hate mail. Oh, the Christopher Sporgy.com.net or whatever. No, um, it's, it's Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net if you want to yeah. email the show. I've been giving out the email wrong for like the whole existence of the show. It is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. But <laughs> nice. That's now, where you send the hate mail. Now the avalanche <laughs> hate mail will start. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why. I'm just stupid and a, a sucker for punishment. No, don't do it. Let's start off losing. I, I, I'm going with Chicago. It just, it's just—it's—they're at Lambeau, man. I understand that, but it's—it's it's just a, a perfect bullshit game for Chicago to win. It just is, dude. Right now, I feel like we're in a bar and you're about to leave with a one. Like, dude, <laughs> come on, man. Like, <laughs> I feel like someone should step in and try to stop this. <clears throat> Don't make, don't make me feel like I just like chose a technical school over Yale. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know she's got the hiv, man. You can't do this. <laughs> well, then I do the hiv. Do the <laughs> Write it down. Ah, I send it to your mother. Whatever you got to do. I have I've penciled you in for Green Bay. All right. I'm going Green Bay. If it isn't obvious by now. Well, this is obviously the shit bowl. I mean, it really is. Look at their logos. They both look like the toilet bowl. One has a handle. That's the only difference. I want to pick the Bears because I need the Bears to win to keep Green Bay down. And that's where my heart is, but my head tells me R E L A X. Relax. Rogers has got this, unfortunately, Packers. All right. Giants, Rams. Oh. I. Mm, that's. Ooh, that's a little bit rough. I'm going to go with the Rams. Uh, I'm going with the Giants on this one. Eli's better than Case Keenum. Uh, Giants running game is <laughs> pretty banged up and non-existent this year. Uh, but, I mean, he's got Odell. He's got Victor Cruz. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm not buying the Rams. I'm just, I'm not buying the Rams. The Rams just seem to me, they're just, like when they were in St. Louis, at least last season, they were an also ran. And just, I'm, I'm going with the Giants. 
I'm going. I'm gonna definitely pick the Rams. Uh, Eli is better than nobody anymore. He cries too much. He, he can't get hit. He's one of those quarterbacks I was talking about. Put him in there with Cam Newton. You touch this kid. He's he's the kid that reminds me seriously. Go behind the ref and blow the whistle. That's that guy. Uh, you know the Rams got a hell of a running back. I think it's gonna be a game changer. Uh, Rams all the way on that one. Okay. Saints in Kansas City facing the Chiefs. Ah, all right. Man, the Saints have really let me down this season. I mean, you know, in my picks. Because besides that, I don't give a fuck what happens to them. That's true, uh, you're in a season. Yeah, that, that's a division rival for you. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs, man. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Yeah, I think uh, you got Jamal Charles healthy, and while he's been out, Spencer Ware started coming into his own as a running back. He had a career day Sunday. Uh, I think Macklin, uh, after he went, to, was it seven games, scoring a touchdown in each game, and then he's gone 0 for 4. I, I think he's. I think this is the week he finally goes off. I mean, he's pretty been pretty dormant this season. Um, picking the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to go with you guys this time. It's uh, I definitely want to pick the Chiefs. I think their defense is going to shut down Drew Brees, and uh, any comeback that he wants to make is going to have to be a week later because I just don't think they have what it takes to overcome them. Now, I'm not sure if it was... No, there was, never mind. It was the Falcons last year where Brees had a ridiculous game. Um, but next up, Colts-Titans. They're in Tennessee. Wow. Colts two and four, Titans three and three. That helps you. I did. This is really the shit bowl of the week. I think. Like I, I'm just gonna go with the home field advantage and pick the Titans. I'm going with the Titans too. I think Mariota's hitting his stride this season. I think uh, Demarco Murray, uh, proven that uh, you know maybe uh, man was keeping him down. <laughs> in Philly, uh, because he's he's coming back, uh, you know. So, yeah, we're going with the Tennessee. You got Delaney Walker. I mean, come on, man. Who the Colts got? They got Andrew Luck. Takes takes more than a guy. Frank Gore, whatever. In my opinion, Frank Gore's always been way overrated. So I'm going Tennessee. Yeah, I, I'm with that. I'm going Tennessee because Colts have nobody. They're so disorganized. They need to just uh, reboot. As far as I'm concerned, they, I mean, mm-hmm. they they don't even know you know which way they're facing half the time. I will give Andrew Luck his due, though. He is one of the quarterbacks that can take a hit. Unfortunately, he has no offensive line, so he takes plenty of them. <laughs> he better be able to take a hit. Yeah, <laughs> that poor but guy. Next- Next up, Vikings, Eagles. Vikings. I've learned my lesson. Oh, man. See, to me, this game is defense against defense. Because, I mean, the, the, the Eagles have generally, even in down times, they always got a defense. And they have them, they got a decent one this year. They're not... 
you know, I wouldn't call them top five, but they're definitely better than middle of the pack. Dude, dude, for the year so far, Philly's allowed 78 points. Minnesota's allowed 63. That's not that big of a discrepancy with the number one defense. In fact, it's two more touchdowns. That's, that's all that is. Philly and Seattle are tied for second best defensive record. Yeah. Against Minnesota. So we're talking arguably at least two A or B defense against the number one defense. And then you got Wentz against Bradford. Philly's got Matthews. I mean, who does Minnesota? Minnesota's defense has been winning these games for them. But they have been. Wild card, bitches. I'm calling Philly. I just think, too, because also Wentz has put in two turd, two turd performances in a row. I don't think he puts in a third. Now, see, I'm going to go Vikings for the exact opposite. I think uh, their defense, the Purple Rain, is for real. Um, I hate to say it because they're in my division. But, I mean, you got to credit where credit's due. They're beast. They are on the hunt and uh, looking to hurt somebody. And, I mean, as far as Wentz and Bradford, Bradford's not the end-all, be-all of quarterbacks. He's not even a great quarterback, but he is an experienced quarterback. And Wentz is his first year. So I just think with a defense like Minnesota's, he's going to, you know, buckle uh, Wentz's. So I'm going Vikings. All right. <sighs> Battle of Ohio. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Browns shit. and Bengals. Rich, <laughs> have fun going first. <laughs> uh, oh, I. I just based solely on record, I'm going Bengals. I got Adrian Green. I will say this. I think the Browns will win a game this season, but this ain't the game. Yeah, same here. Cincy. Oh, it's definitely Bengals, yeah. Perfect was fine. He wasn't suspended. He's going to look to hit somebody and, and hurt him. And, uh, yeah, the Browns just, they haven't gotten anything together. They got they got actually nothing together, so uh, yeah, definitely gonna be Bengals. All right, Redskins coming to Ford Field to face the Detroit Lions. Both teams with surprisingly way better records at this point in the season than I thought they both would have. Redskins are four and two, Lions are three and three. I. Even the sun shines in a dog's ass every once in a while. Lions really haven't shown me anything to pick them over the fucking skin, so I'm on Washington. <laughs> you like that? Hey, man. Skins treated me good last week. I'll pick them again. <laughs> Picking the Redskins. Come on, Homer. Let's hear your pick. <laughs> you know I'm gonna. You know I'm gonna pick the Lions. I don't think. I don't think Cousins has it. I really don't. I think Slay intercepts them. <laughs> He's got Jamison Crowder. Yeah, but I just I don't see it. That's true. You know, one point I'll make Marvin Jones having a year. So, but I don't know. <coughs> I'm flashing back to 1992 with the Redskins and the Lions here. Well, so. no, I'm saying sometimes I feel shaky about picking the Lions, you know. And maybe they could pull something. Uh, 
But this hey, man, is you, a- got, you got lucky last two weeks, motherfucker. Nah, <laughs> just say. Nah, they just found a way to win. That's all that was. Yeah, at least at the Philly game, you got lucky. They they tried to hand that. You know, we tried to hand that game to them. But uh, well, I agree. Right. At the same time, though, I just like I said, sometimes I'm going to be like, oh shit, I have to pick the Lions, but I don't think. But this week, I don't see it. I, I don't see that the Redskins oppose that big of a threat. All right, Raiders, Jaguars. They're in Jacksonville. Raiders got shit pounded out by Kansas City. I don't think they're going to take kindly to that. And they're playing the Jaguars. I'm going Raiders. Wait, yeah. damn it. Rich is yeah. supposed to go first. Well, you pretty much said what I was going to say, so ditto. We can reverse it. Fuck it, we'll fix it. And post. Yeah. <laughs> fix and post. Oh, no, this is the Raiders game. Uh, the Jaguars, once again, they, they got so much talent. It just isn't organized well. Is it clear? All over the field. All over the field, they got talent. It's, they have so much talent over the field, you can't see the talent for all the talent. That's the best part of that team is Blake Bortles. Okay, okay, I'll, okay I'll give you TJ Yeldon, so I'll give you two. But, I mean, really? Their third down back is fucking shoelace. Inside 60 seconds, you can name two. I can, we could sit here and name a lot of people. My point being is their coach isn't, doesn't have a scheme for them. They're not coached well. They're not playing into their talent. It, they're not going to win. Raiders. That's true. Alan Hearns, Alan Robinson. I'm up to four. All right. Raiders. <laughs> All right. Bills, Dolphins. Bills. I'm, I'm in a- Miami. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to ride that that my my some would say blind faith in in in, in sexy Rexy, but I'm, I'm still going to ride it. Going to Bills. They're definitely well, the like- second best team in the AFC East. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have always been a Rex Ryan fan. Uh, I think they're taking a page out of the Minnesota playbook because the Bills' offense, except for Shady McCoy, is fucking god awful. And with Sammy Watkins, he's pretty always much a non-factor. They got a little spot for him on the bench. Uh, yeah, what? It's who's maybe the second best part of their offense is Charles Clay. I mean, their yeah, receivers are all guys you never heard of. Fucking, okay, but hold on, hold on, I just- their offense really that bad because they're the second highest scoring right behind the Chargers. Yeah, I think you could argue with the Bills. They might might have a little bit of strength of schedule going on or lack of, as far as the defense that they've played so far. Um, but I, I'm not. Tyrod Taylor is another guy I'm not buying as a legitimate NFL quarterback. But I don't know, man. Dolphins. It hit as, as much of a shit show as the Bills' offense is. Dolphins seem worse. So I'm picking Buffalo. Well, yeah, for all the reasons you just said, and then some, uh, the only players they got on defense is Sue and Cameron Wake, and you just put a couple of linemen on them, and they're done. They just don't have it. And you're right. The strength and schedule that the Bills has faced has allowed them to be where they're at. But on the other hand, like I said, Rex and Rob Ryan are defensive-minded, and they have taken the leash off their dogs. The hits are just getting harder and harder. So, yeah, definitely the Bills. You know, they better be defensive minded being Buddy Ryan's kids. That's what I'm saying. The whole 
simple reason the, the, the Bears won a Super Bowl. All right. Ravens, Jets. Already know where I'm going with this, but Rich, it's your turn. I don't know why. I, I just, I, I, I don't believe the Ravens are playing oh, no. up to their potential. And the Jets, no. Jets are who we thought they were. Geno Smith, really? The Geno Smith era, version 2.0, starting in New York? Fuck out of here. Give me, fuck it. Give me the Ravens. Yep, and I have a season-long moratorium on picking the Jets, so we're going with the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> He's salty as fuck about that. <laughs> it's it's uh, definitely the Ravens to lose. Um, I, I can't believe the way the Jets are playing with the people they have on the fucking field. I just, I, I, I don't understand it. And, uh, you know, they could very well turn me around this week and, and put him in and all of a sudden they're back to where they should be. You know, they have one of the best shutdown corners on the field. But, yeah, I, I, they got to prove themselves one more time because i got to go Ravens. All right, next. Hey, two black quarterbacks. You don't see this too often, even in 2016. It's kind of fucked up. Buccaneers heading to, what is it, Levi Stadium in uh, San Francisco? Playing the 49ers. I think think I've proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that I don't do homer picks. So this is not a homer pick. This is just, in my opinion, 49ers are walking clusterfuck. I mean, one in five quarterback issues, head coach issues. Yeah, it, if Tampa loses this game, that's exactly what happened. Tampa lost the fucking game. All right. Uh, yeah, Buccaneers, I can at least tell you they got Jameis Winston. They got uh, Mike Evans. Uh, it's more than the fucking 49ers got. So I'm going with Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm going Buccaneers too. The only thing I fear is is that it's too easy for them and they stay out too late and that they indeed do lose this game. Uh, it would be a shock to everybody, including San Francisco. But, uh, yeah, d- I'm definitely picking the Bucs. All right. San Diego Chargers heading into Atlanta, facing the Falcons. Dirty birds all day. All day. Uh, as owners, as a fantasy owner of several parts of the San Diego Chargers offense, I just got a <laughs> feeling that the Chargers offense this year hasn't been what's been blowing in their games. Their defense and their special teams have been fucking them over. They've been, I mean, Phillip Rivers has thrown for a fucking crazy amount of yards already in six games. Um, uh, but man, see, because Atlanta's defense isn't that bad this year. Uh, but I mean, that Melvin Gordon. Uh, fuck, why don't I do it? Falcons got the best offense in the league. Move Falcons. Why, why am I even debating this? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Atlanta, my damn self. Um, I just I don't think the the Chargers have what it takes to to guard the receivers, and uh, you know they've lost a lot of people. A lot of people are down with injuries. So, 
happens. All right. Man, would this game have been completely different <laughs> if it Ben not gone down this week? But uh, Patriots heading into Pittsburgh. They're taking the bus just from Boston. Only a few hours. Pats. I, no, no Big Ben, no chance. And even with Big Ben, I wouldn't have fucking... Even with Big Ben in the, in the home field advantage, I still would have picked the Pats, so... Yeah, I think Landry Jones' first game pulled the Pats. Whoops! Or at least his first start. Uh, yeah, we're going New England. Oh, definitely Pats. Yeah, they... they uh... They messed up losing Ben. Ben wouldn't really have helped him here. Uh, Landry Jones isn't going to be on the same page with his receivers. Uh, he's going to need at least a week in-game to even think about sinking. Uh, but the Steelers have a great running back. It, it could be close, but Pat's pull it out at the end. Bill Belichick's system. I was hoping you were going to fuck with people and say Steelers. All right. <laughs> Seahawks. Cardinals. I think this was a championship game, wasn't it? Maybe not last year. Maybe the year before. Uh, yeah, Rich. I'm sorry, you broke up. I didn't. I, I caught barely any of that. <laughs> Seahawks, Cardinals. Oh, Seahawks, Cardinals. Uh, Seahawks. Um. You know, for some reason. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. You know, even the Seahawks pulled it out at the last second. It's the best offensive team in the league last week. Uh, I think Minnesota, or Minnesota, I think the Cardinals are not who we think they are this year. I think they're better than they've been playing. I think they stumbled in the beginning. Uh, They're at home. I'm calling the cards. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys saw last week, but David Johnson, holy shit, what a running back he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. This kid is explosive. He's going places. He's doing things. He's got a long career ahead of him. Uh, it's definitely going to pick the Cardinals at home. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, you know, he, he can get you a third down conversion when needed. But this cat, man, watch this kid in their backfield. This guy can move. <clears throat> All right. Monday night. My, is it still Mile High Stadium? Well, I'm, I'm going to call it Mile High Stadium. <laughs> Houston playing the Broncos. Both teams with identical records. Both teams reputations for defense. <laughs> Both teams new quarterbacks. What do we think? Going Broncos. I'm sorry, Houston just hasn't shown me a whole lot. <clears throat> I mean, I, yes, I know they're four and two, but they're not a. If I'm a Houston fan, it's it's not a it's not a jump up and down, rub it in everybody's face, four and two. It's a whew, we're four and two. Holy shit, we're four and two. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, I see Brock going into Denver and going, "Oh, get rid of me, huh, motherfuckers?" I, I can see that. I can see them stealing this. So, 
Houston, the last time I fucking picked you, you didn't score any points. All right? Don't get yourself <laughs> in New York Jets territory. So I'm going with Houston. I have some bad news for you, Chris. This is going to be a Broncos game. Uh, it's going to be just the opposite. Brock's going to return to Denver, and everybody's going to be like, uh-huh, you're not wearing a red shirt now. We can hit you. And they're going to, and they're going to hit him repeatedly. Uh, Texas defense is played with injuries. Uh, you'll be lucky if they do score. You really will. They're, the Denver Broncos are going to knock the shit out of them. All right. And uh, now let's get to the college games and then wrap this bitch up. All right. So. All right. Well, you got MSU going against Maryland. Maryland with a 4-2 and two record but only 1-2 and two in the Big Ten. MSU being, well... It's it's over. Two and four, yeah. zero and three in the Big Ten. Yeah. So if we're going the same, uh, if we're going the same picking order, I'm gonna say <clears throat> one. You're at Maryland. Two. I should pick Maryland. And three. I'm going with MSU. I think I think it's a winnable game, and I think. It, 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 very well, very well. Except for Rutgers. Could probably be their last win of the season. That's a, that's a harsh reality as a state fan to hear. Uh, at this point, I'm just picking MSU based on the fact that I'm just hoping they're not that bad. <laughs> they're going to be fired up and they're going to win this game. So I'm going with state. This, this is not based on performance because if we went based on performance, I mean, I'd be picking state. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going right, to ta- I'm pick the Terrapins. I think, like I said before a while ago, MSU has quit. I don't know why. I don't know what the coaches did. I don't know what they're pissed off about. But they have quit playing. They won't finish it. They won't. They won't. They don't got a winning feeling to them. They don't have, they don't come out there hungry, ready to play. Uh, I think the Terrapins come in and, and do exactly what everybody else has done. Alright, so uh, next game. That leads us to U of M. Here. Yeah, Illinois yep. at number three, Michigan, who, who defeated the bye week. They went up one in the standings. <laughs> they did not play. We joked about it. Michigan defeats the bye week. Ah, uh, but anyway, and, and they're number one in the Big Ten during yeah. the bye week. They won handedly. Yeah. So Illinois two and four, Michigan six and zero. Oh. Whatever. There's going to be some state fan or some <laughs> Ohio State. I'll refrain from saying what I want to say. Fan that uh, saying I'm homering, so fucking beat You were, um, come on. Uh, well, hey, you know, I'll validate your pick because I am not a Michigan fan, but you can't argue with their record. You can't argue even though they still have yet to beat only one ranked team. I'm holding on to that as long as I can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah, but it's but, the same ranked team that took the second ranked team to overtime, though. But, yeah, but their wins against the unranked teams have been poundings, all right? In the ranked team that they played, they beat. It was a game. It was fun to watch. 
So, I, I only think if you are fucking high functioning, you're not picking Michigan in this game. I'm picking Michigan. Uh, obviously, I'm going to pick U of M. Uh, it's like I said before with uh, Harbaugh coming in. He's got that team focused. He's got them wanting to win. And most importantly, he's got them wanting to hit. Those kids are not afraid to hit people. Sometimes they hit their own players on accident. It happens. That place is rocking. And until that stops, until they're, that urge that he's, you know, Harbaugh's instilled stops, I don't see anybody stopping U of M. Because the, more, the harder it is, even when I watched Wisconsin game, the harder the game is, the harder the hits come. And I'll tell you too, as you know, as a Michigan State fan, I will say this once again. I know we're being recorded. This will be released into the ether. Michigan has done everything they were supposed to have done this year. They've pounded the teams they were supposed to pound, and you know, they beat the in waving the ranked team they played. They're ranked higher than them. They still beat them. And, and give me a reason to not pick you, Michigan, this year, and I will. But as of right now, how can you how can you argue against them? Well, I'm just saying to argue against people that are going to say, oh, you're a homer or, oh, you're just picking them because they're on a win streak. No, watch the damn games. And every single play, somebody is hitting somebody. You do not see a Wolverine player just sitting around doing nothing. If the, if the run or the pass or something is to the other side of the team, here comes the entire fucking Michigan team after you. Those guys are headhunting. They're looking for blood, and they're finding it. Hey, and if you're not a believer in uh, Jim Harbaugh, my evidence to you, we've already said it uh, during the course of this podcast, is the San Francisco 49ers. Look at how fast they turned into a huge pile of shit after he left. From a Super Bowl caliber team. Yeah, I think there's something to be said for the coaching that's going on in Michigan. You know, Rich calls him Jesus in khakis all the time, but in two years, they've went from being also Rams to, I mean, they're back in, they're back in conversations about national championships. So, as, as Kevin Smith would say, they're back in a big, bad way. You got to give it. You got give him his due. No. <laughs> <laughs> And unfortunately, oh. I guess we're going to have to say sayonara to the Blue Jays. Damn it. Yeah, well, yeah, you, you got to win four. <laughs> so, but... However, uh, Chicago that, did tie it up tonight, so I'm still on for Chicago. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if you're a Cubs fan, I have a feeling you're, you're starting to get the... I, I've seen this movie feeling before, you know, something as Lions fans we're familiar with. Here's here's just one last thing about the MLB playoffs. No matter who wins, the NLCS, they got to go against Francona, who's eight and zero when managing World Series games. And Francona doesn't play the modern day baseball. Oh, it's the middle of the fifth, and my starter's fucking up, but I can't put my best pitcher in because my best pitcher is my closer. I got to put a middle relief guy in. No, 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 no. Francona will fucking put his best pitcher in in the middle of the fifth inning and not give a single fuck because he's there to win the game. So whoever wins the NLCS has to go up against that. So it's well, not an enviable, envi, enviable position. 
that I, I, I would think either of those two teams are in. Well, the next time we record, the World Series should be set. We've already got the AL. Just got to wait on this NL to play out. Uh, Coast fans, I'm pulling for you. Good luck. I really am. But it's, I don't know, man. Like, I just... He said, as a Lions fan, like, I've been here before with seeing how things are playing out. So, with that being said, I would like to thank everybody who has listened, downloaded. I mean, new listeners every week, more and more downloads every week. It means you're liking it, you're listening to it. Pass it around to your friends, all right? Like, join at a party, all right? Like, big-ass fucking, I don't know. I'll edit that out. <laughs> but we're on iTunes. You can get us at Google Play. Stitcher, PassingAroundMedia.net. Yeah, there you go. And you know, thanks for listening, guys. And I guess we will uh, we'll catch we'll, we'll have some World Series talk next week. It's gonna be November baseball pretty soon. But <laughs> oh shit, yeah, dude, that was the fucking joke in uh, the the last fifteen years or so of baseball. But especially now that they added that game one sixty three at one card wild at one game wild card. They used to call Reggie Jackson Mr. October. Yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be calling motherfuckers Mr. November and <laughs> Mr. Thanksgiving and shit if this keeps up. <laughs> hey, By did you see way, Game One of the baseball playoffs? Uh, uh, Thanksgiving night? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Did you see the first game of the World Series? Nah, it snowed in. <laughs> yeah, oh, it was on the same day as the national championship in college football. Yeah. And by the, way, by the way, what's up? Before we sign off, I'd just like to point out sliced bread was two decades away from being invented, and we still had carrier pigeons the last time the Cubs <laughs> won the World Series. Oh my God. So, okay, carrier pigeons, I can see. Sliced bread? Where did you find? Like, seriously, how do you even know when sliced bread? Oh, no, I'm on a, I'm on a website now. It's an article that's saying things that have happened since the Cubs have last won the World Series. When you were in school, at any point, did we pulled into an office and were the letters O, C, and D ever mentioned all together without any pauses between them? <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering, man. I did have conduct problems in like third and fourth grade. So, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Like, you're stuck on this, dude. Seriously, this is... You know what? Hey, it's okay, man. I'll let you drive the car around <laughs> the parking lot. No, That's I'm, I'm like, Earl, I will confess, this is a bit. <laughs> I'm doing it for the show. <laughs> With that being said, we will see you next week. All right. Yeah, just take it easy. All right, good luck, Cubs. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net